Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're here at the Pool Boy Show, the first ever Pool Boy Show. Okay, Sam. First off, none of this talking stuff. Okay. None of this talking stuff. Okay, we're not it's talking to the audience. We're, to- we're talking to each other. You're just not talking. I'm not talking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You ke- make sure to keep it as quiet. I'm, I'll, as well. I'll pretend like I'm doing something here. Yeah, yeah. You just keep doing the research. You know. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bula Show. We have a series of lovely guests for you tonight. Uh, featuring my fucking the mouse in my basement and potentially my new dog. That's pretty much it. That's what you guys need to get used to here at the Pool Boy Show. Nothing's gonna happen. Really. The content is gonna be almost nada. We're gonna be talking about nothing the whole time, really. But <laughs> we'll be doing it together as a family. So, first uh, order of business. On a pool boy show, um, let's address um, this nervousness, really. Yeah, I, I was going to do the same, actually. Yeah, I'm com- so uh, terrified uh, right now. Really. <laughs> I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> so uh, I feel like there's so much pressure because like, we, we both take of each other highly. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. always wanted to collaborate, uh, but in like the 30 years we've known each other, we've never been able to. And now to. it's about to be a train wreck, my friend. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like about to make the jump and like if this is nothing less than greatness, mm-hmm. we're, we're like done. Mm-hmm. Well, I like to call this a pilot episode. It is. You know? It is if pilot. everything goes to trash, at least we could say it's a pilot. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm honestly fucking nervous. Um, I was like making plans Like yo What are we gonna talk about Like what are we gonna Fucking say But And then I realized Like I'm fucking You know Just You know I People gravitate You know Around this energy You know So I was like You know Just put yourself on the camera And talk your shit Show your crotch <laughs> And get some views baby I, I think what makes me nervous Is that I don't know When to jump in Like Cause I know You wanted this show To be like like you ranting and like you yeah, just yeah, talking yeah. to the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, is he going to get upset if I say something? Hey, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Sam. I told you this is my this vision. This is my show. These, these are my dreams. <laughs> Honestly, um, the reason I got into like this whole podcast thing, uh, I hollered at you because I saw all these uh, fucking Patreon accounts, man, just mm-hmm. racking that dough, you know? And I was like, shit, I have nothing to do at the house. If I could like... Just try to reach people and talk about some shit or whatever, you know, and hopefully make some bank doing it. Then let's yeah. fucking go, you know. But uh, the whole uh, content that I have no idea that can kind of came uh, secondary. So uh, let's start the show off by uh, thanking all of our future patrons. You know, you guys at home. The show is all about making money. Basically, the pool boy show is about that green. You know, <laughs> it's about that green stuff that you honestly. <laughs> I've been a musician most of my life, so money was never really important for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been broke most of my life, you know? But uh, now that I hit my 30s, I'm just like, shit. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Really, shit. The earth is going to shit. Everybody is dying, basically. It's scary. It's scary stuff. And I'm like, I'm in my fucking garage with my childhood friend right now. uh, Just just like, because I have literally nowhere else to go. Because, you know, COVID, you know what I'm saying? Like, COVID made me want to get into podcasting, for real. But I also feel like there's an underlying feeling of, like, vulnerability. Like, ever since the pandemic, you're like, holy shit. Like, things could turn into, like, a bad, like, like a horror movie real quick. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it just it's one press briefing away, bro. Like recently, uh, the 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 new uh, strain or whatever, the Omni Omnichrome or whatever, Om Omnichrome or whatever, sounds like a goddamn video game, man. Sounds like a goddamn video game. Anyways, they just like uh, they just close the borders, you know. I know people that were about to head out of the country or like people that were supposed to get into the country that were not from the U.S. and just like canceled, you know. And that shit's crazy. But anyways. Uh, yeah, we're not here to talk about the Rony Rona. Yeah, man, fuck all that shit. And uh, I just, I just, I just, I see people like uh, going nuts, man. For real, going nuts. You know, I can't even, I don't even know how to be in public anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like weird. when I'm in public, I'm weird. Yeah, people think of me of of like this uh, social person because I do the interview things. Yeah, but I'm so introverted like most of the time yeah i like stay to myself for sure i'm at my desk trying to create videos yeah exactly that's that's the same shit for most of us creators you know what i'm saying shit i just came back from tour man and i am uh honestly anxious in front of people man for real oh yeah yeah because you told me you like to get fucked up for performing yeah i think it helps it helps for sure it does man i've been i've been so nervous today i drank like 16 beers bro i swear to god you did not 16 but like you know what i'm saying you had a few yeah well, shit, like, fuck. We just started recording. I didn't even know you were going to start recording. I would have put these away because I'm not trying to be all that. You know what I'm saying? No, but it's okay. It's, it's uh, like authentic to the, uh, the viewers, I guess. How many, shit. How many viewers do wa- you think? Who's watching this shit? I don't no. know. You know what? Let's not start off on that. Yeah. Let's try to do a good job here. Let's but, try to do a good let's job. Let's try to have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have fun is important. I um, got a new dog. Mm-hmm. Her name is super Benny. Super cute. Super cute dog, yeah. yeah. We are, we're training her. And uh, my girlfriend was like, uh, oh, Benny, I love you. And then the dog was like, like made like a, like a dog noise, you know, like, or some shit. And then my girlfriend looks at me. She's like, do you think she tried to say I love you? I'm like, yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally. You think this dog is going to fucking learn how to speak your fucking language? So how, how, how long did it take you to get over Mason, I guess? In a couple of years. No? Mason, my old dog. Shit. Yeah, your old dog. Yeah. Honestly, man, I'm not going to get into that. But all I could tell you guys at home, if you guys have a dog, make sure you fucking beat the shit out of him real yeah. good. Beat the shit out of him. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Obviously, that's a joke. But if you have a dog and you get him at the SPCA... Man, you don't know what that uh, guy's been through. You know, uh, this new dog, we got him at a, from a breeder and, you know, everything is, uh, everything is legit. But uh, SPCA dogs, I mean, I don't want to hate, but they're wild. them some motherfuckers, them crazy motherfuckers for real. Yeah. Like, you don't know what they've been through and shit. And like the SPCA, man, they're going to sell that shit to you as if uh, it was hotcakes for real. They just want to get rid of them, you know, so they could like get more of them. You know what I'm saying? And he's obviously saying that because you had a wild first dog. Yeah, my, my first dog uh, was uh, wild from the SPCA. And uh, he he was aggressive towards a whole bunch of dogs. I've already had a show. Okay, I was on stage. This was like five years ago. On stage. And I had my dog with me. And I asked some friends to uh, just hold my dog. And he didn't have a muzzle. And I knew. And, I, and this is my bad because I was young and I was dumb. But he didn't have a muzzle, and I knew that he was aggressive with other dogs. And I'm like, "Hey, you just uh, it was my sister. Oh, poor thing. Oh my god! I give her to my I give the dog to my sister. I'm like, she was sitting. We were playing in a park, 
And this was like a, a show that we threw, that we organized, Clay and Friends, you know, in Côte des Neiges. And uh, in the middle of a show of the show, basically, we're performing. All I hear is <laughs> my fucking, my friend's dog was off his leash, ran towards Mason, my old dog. And Mason sn- bit her paw and didn't let go. So I was performing a song and I see this happen in front of me. I drop the mic. I go in the crowd. I start fucking wrestling with my dog. The My friend's dog, who was tripping, was biting like crazy. Like She didn't know what was going on. So she bit my arm like crazy. And then my dog somehow lets go because a person in the crowd shoved her finger up his ass. Okay, So he would let go. Listen to this, my friend. <laughs> my dog wouldn't let go. He was a pit bull. He was nuts. The only way you could get him to let go of something is by putting a finger up his ass. Okay? This is the truth. Okay? So, boom, let's go. I get off, I get off the whole situation, get back on stage. My arm is bleeding. And I, and I keep performing the song. The song finishes. Everybody's, like, terrified. <laughs> Everybody is terrified. I, there's a puddle of blood. By my side, uh, the, the, the sister of my lead singer comes up to me with Scott towels. On and stage? I, <laughs> on stage. Like... And I start patting it dry. And um, nobody knew in the crowd. This is the best part, okay? <laughs> this is the best part. Nobody knew. Talk about a first podcast, man. Everybody's going to think I'm fucking nuts, but it's fine. We're going to work through this together, you know? I'm looking to get better through this experience. You don't understand <laughs> exactly. me? And this happened a long time ago. So, you know, you know, God bless, we're, we're somewhere else now. But the craziest part about this story is that nobody knew in the crowd that this was my dog. <laughs> they thought you just like jumped in there to save another dog. <laughs> so they thought that I was like, oh, low-key superhero, man. You know? Oh, do- violence between dogs happening at my show? I think not. <laughs> Let me jump into the crowd. And I swear to God, I uh, I was applauded, man. I was applauded. Only a few people knew that that was my dog. And uh, my my there was there was like people around there that like uh, there, there was like uh, you know families and, and 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 old people and 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 God bless my sister. She was there with with the, with the dog, like like uh, trying to like escorting him out. Actually, it was Jimmy. Jimmy, our, our, oh, our yeah. old friend Jimmy, who uh, took all the shit. All the grandmas were like, were following him outside of the park. Your dog is crazy. You should fucking this Put woman down. is yeah, yeah. crying and shit. And uh, the what? organizer just like low key was like trying to minimize the shit, trying not to get the call, the the cops called. You know, yeah, trying to put out a and fire. And thankfully, they didn't come. But yeah, that was a crazy story. That was a crazy story. That's a, that is a wild story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, fucking uh, wild past, my friend. And it's wild crazy. Past. There's a beautiful picture of him and the dog right here that we should definitely put on the screen if ever this this goes public. I don't think they can see it though. Huh? They can can't they... see it, but the thing is, we'll take a picture of it with a phone or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so crazy, yeah. That's a so yeah. That is a wild story. Hopefully, um, yeah, we could get over uh, go get over this little um, this little pandemic without too much. Uh, 
mental illness, you know what I'm saying? Because honestly, I feel like I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy too, actually. Today, today I was really feeling it. Today I was like, Fuck. What were you doing today? I was trying to edit this piece that I'm working on. And the problem with me is that I've, I've spent so much time working on personal projects uh, that I'm not chasing bags. And yeah. then when the bags slow down, I start becoming anxious. Uh, and during the Because you're not doing it for the right reasons, man. No, but... You should do it for the, for the passion. You ain't doing it for the money, man. You should do it for the passion. No, that's exactly what I'm doing. And it's making me go fucking broke. <laughs> and if, you, if that's what you're doing, then you're not doing it right. Then you should do it for the bags. <laughs> So I'm I'm always in different stages where like certain months I'm chasing the bags, certain months I'm chasing my passion projects and I'm in this cycle of doing that over mm. and over again. Mm. And during the winter, it's, it's, it's the worst because business kind of slows down. So why does your business slow down? I don't know. For the people at home, Sammy, he's a videographer. He does the lowest uh, comedic uh, content you could ever think of. Uh, TikTok videos uh, interviewing drunk women. That's basically what he does. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, link to his TikTok right here. <laughs> Fucking entertaining shit. So, um, for some reason, I don't know if it's a limited belief or something. The winter, I feel like everybody goes into their cocoon and they start like migrating away from like doing business and checking their emails and like I don't know. The ball feels like it's, it stops rolling. Really? I, I don't know if it's just my perception or my limited belief, mm. but I don't know, man. Business just slows down for me. You know, um, shows and shit. So many bands I know or groups, music, musicians really that I know just like stop making music, you know, and uh, really hard shit, you know. And I know that in the, in the winter time after festival season, like in Montreal, some musicians kind of run out of work, start doing like teaching, start doing other things on the side, you know. Yeah. But I feel like these people this year, just had, they, they had no summer, just like uh, everybody just like shifted, like they don't do this shit but basically the reason you're saying this is because you don't want to go outside interviewing people when it's minus 40 outside yeah I feel like it would be harder that's why this podcast is great for me because yeah. it's like a new project that I could do and not freeze my ass off outside mm -hmm. be like hey excuse me do you want to do an interview it's like minus 40 degrees we barely see their face mm. so like already in November I went out and um, some people didn't want to wait and like do an interview like I spent the whole day like asking people and I think I asked like 14 people well, no, let's say a handful of hours or four hours or three hours. I don't know. Oh. So I asked like, let's say 14 people and, and maybe I got three interviews and the three interviews were like not that great. So, so I couldn't even make a video out of it. Now it's only getting colder. So people are just aggravated. They see your people, face. People are pissed off and they see me with my take ass eyebrows approaching them. And yeah. uh, sometimes it's it, the, the, the eyebrows are inviting, but some days they're not. Depending on my I mood. feel like in winter they would see it like, oh, that's a fucking cozy ass rug. Like I'm cold right now. Let me just snuggle between them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I can't do interviews forever or at least not during the winter. Mm. So I actually, I was thinking, like, yo, I should definitely start a podcast. I should, I should start a podcast. But then I'm like, oh, I have to go out and buy some mics. I don't have mics. You oh, need charisma. Fuck. I need charisma. I need to have serotonin in my brain and dopamine yeah, rushing through yeah, my yeah. like my veins and I shit. I can feel the blood rushing through my veins. Yeah. So and then next thing you know, my uh, high, like not not I was gonna cholesterol. Say your cholesterol no, no, goes no, no, through no, the no, roof. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I was gonna say my high school friend, but you're my elementary friend. Yeah. Reaches out to me. He's like, "Hey, kid. Mm. Listen, man. I've seen your work." Listen, man, you got potential, man. I see something in you, man. We need to put something together, man. 
And then boom, here we are in my garage. I told them we had a big production studio. Yeah. So with some awesome mics. They sound great. I, I can hear myself and this yeah. sounds beautiful. This is good, man. This is a recording studio. You yeah. know, it's a recording studio. This whole video thing. Thank God for my producer, Sam, who brings his camera because or else we'd be filming on an iPhone. Yep. I heard this story today. Okay. Listen to this. Go for it. I'm just going to check the, the camera. This woman, uh, I think she's from Quebec, but this was on CBC. So like uh, we're in Canada right now. So this is like uh, Canada news. She was... Stuck in Burkina Faso. Okay. Is that a city? What is that? It's in Africa. Okay. By the Sahara. So on the west side, I believe, of Africa. And um, she, uh, she was there with an Italian friend. And they were kind of like on a mission. Like, I don't know what these white people do. Like, <laughs> for real. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking, really. Like, let's just go. Let's, like, let's like, buy a, a Jeep and like. Save. Drive into Sahara For real bro Save black people Yo like I don't know What the hell these people think But if I was one of these guys parents I'd be like Motherfucker you're grounded You're staying home Cause this person uh, You know you're, She's basically driving on a road In the desert And um, With her Italian friend And I like it Cause in the news they say Her Italian friend It's a guy right Not friends They're fucking They're fucking Or at least one of them Is trying to fuck yeah, or else, or else they weren't friends when they started this whole adventure. Anyways, fucking roadblock. Five people show up in front of her. Them, they're driving. And then they look at each other and they're like, oh shit, we done fucked up now. These guys got AKs. So they just get out of the car and she's been kidnapped basically for like two years or some shit like that. This happened in 2019. And uh, in 2020, she ran away. So this is like March 2020 when the pandemic hit. So she runs away. She finds she she ends up on the road with her Italian friend, and somebody picks him up, and then the UN picks him up, and, wait, and wait, then wait, she's wait, safe. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Initially, they they, they they come across a roadblock. She only gets kidnapped. The guy, no, friend, both of them. They both get kidnapped. Both of them, yeah. Oh, and then okay, they're like okay, okay. three months together in this like uh, ordeal, and then they get split up, and then they see each other for uh, like after a year that they haven't seen each other. But oh, still, okay. both of them couldn't. Okay, okay. And then when they see each other, they just, they 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 come up with a plan. At some point, there was like a, a sandstorm, mm. so they could uh, run away. Because usually, when you run away, storm. yeah. So you not, not only can you not see anything, but like your your footsteps are getting covered because they could just follow you where the oh, fuck you're going yeah, in the desert. You know true. what I'm saying? So not on, so there was a perfect condition. So they run and they they hit a road and then somebody picks them up and then they end up getting saved. But. Um, this woman, she uh, writes poems and she is an artist as well. So she was like, uh, when she was basically uh, kidnapped, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know what they did with her or if they did anything really, but she had nothing to do. She would like, uh, she was with a, a couple of other women and one of the, the women had a pen and uh, borrowed the pen and started writing these poems. Gets back to Canada and uh, media is all over it. And uh, now today, this year, so this was in 2020, now in 2021, this year she uh, releases a book and all, and she's just killing it. She's killing it. Oh, now. she's crushing it? I guess. I mean, she's on the fucking... Because she has know, a crazy story. She does have a crazy story, man. And I feel like that's all part of the story. Like the story's part of the story. <laughs> I, I think what you're trying to say is that a lot of creatives blow up because of the story behind them. Like, because everybody's creating some sort Yo, of exactly, art. bro. Like the publishing you know? company was like... What? Yeah, we could sell this. What did you just say? 
Yeah, we could definitely sell this. We oh, could, fuck yeah. Oh, we could, fuck we yeah. We can market this. Bro, honestly, I'm, I would even be surprised if she approached the publishing company before getting kidnapped and was like, and the publishing company was like, I think you getting kidnapped would really help our fucking situation. Yeah, so she's like, oh, let me just book a couple of tickets to Burkina Faso real L- quick. Let me show a little skin at the border here. Yeah, or like, let me just buy a fucking 2020 Jeep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 2020 Jeep riding in a desert. Like, you think you're not going to get through a roadblock? Yeah. Anyways, bro, I come from a country where, like, if you drive without a seatbelt, the police stops you and you got to give them money. You know what I'm saying? You got to give them money. There's something I like about that third world country, like, bribing the, being able to bribe the police out of everything. It's kind of cool. Like, I kind of wish we could do that. What do you think is cool about it? The, the, the destruction of the fiber of society? Uh, no. The corruption? Like over here, like if you get a ticket for like $300 for speeding, you're like, you're kind of screwed and you lose like all your points and whatnot and you're fucked, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of, oh, lo- yeah. you, you lose your license. Yeah. If it was in a third world country, you could just be like, yo, listen, cop, I'll give you a hundo and mm-hmm. uh, we forget about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Honestly, well said. Well said. I, I, I'm, I'm having trouble coming up with a, an argument against that <laughs> one because that is a solid argument, honestly. I would buy myself out of a speeding ticket any day. Any day. For one third any of the price. Day. You know? Bro, I remember in Algeria, like, uh, when you had, like, the plug, it was, like, a cop. Like, the cop was the guy who sold us hashish. Like, the cop was the guy yeah. who, if you got a too much of a hefty ticket, you'd call him, and he'd call his cousin, who'd call his cousin, who'd call his cousin, and, hey, tofik, to me the ticket, ticket out of you. know? Which is not like that today. Now they stop me, they're like, are your eyebrows as big as your forehead, young boy? <laughs> young man, are your eyebrows like a fucking... Bro, did, like, did I ever tell you the most racist fucking like, comment I ever heard from a, a police guy? Uh, we went camping in like 2015, me and my homies. Um, 2014 or 15, I can't remember exactly. I, I, it might have been even earlier than that. Camping, you said? Camping, okay, but listen to this. Like, we were friends with some guys... That were doing uh, credit card frauds. Mm. Okay. So whenever we would chill with this guy, we would go pretty hard. And uh, he decided to rent out a Hummer. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, we're from Montreal and uh, we live in the province of Quebec, which is a French speaking uh, province. So we went um, somewhere up, up north and then um, we were like four guys and we had a bunch of drugs on us and we had and a, a Hummer. And a Hummer. And, a Hummer. and uh, like three. No, no, we were five, and like four out of the five of us were uh, colored. Like one was black, one was red, one was one yellow. One was yellow. Like it was a U- UN convention was, in, the yeah. middle, in, in this fucking Hummer. And then uh, next thing you know, the guy who uh, did all the swiping and like purchased everything, he was purchased. Uh, yeah, pretty much purchased everything. He's and an active member of society, mind yes, you. And he sponsored the whole trip, and then he's like, he was drunk one night, and he's like, "Yo, les gars, je veux conduire." And we're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he really wanted to drive. He's like, let me drive, let me drive. And we're we're drunk and we're like in our early 20s and like we just got like cars and licenses and whatnot. And a, and a, and a pair of balls, really. And a pair of balls and like he just ke- like kept like harassing us and asking us like uh, to, to drive somewhere. And anyways, we're like, okay, man, this is a really bad idea, but let's do it. So we had mollies, we had drugs, we had alcohol, we were all drunk. And uh, we get into this car and uh, we're driving and he's obviously swerving. He's swerving. This is in winter? This is uh, summertime, actually. Okay, okay, good. Um, good. And then 
he's swerving and, and, and whatnot. And then eventually we get stopped. We get pulled over uh, by a police officer and then he stops us. And then um, he starts asking, he goes to the window, starts asking if I, sorry, he starts asking if I ID. So we all give him our IDs. The guy sitting at the front was like um, Middle Eastern or like, I want to say Arabic. I don't know if that's appropriate. Yeah. I'll Yo, fucking nothing here is appropriate, my yeah, friend. Okay. Get so, ready to get ganned. So, so he's a Middle Eastern Arab dude and uh, the police officer <laughs> stopping him is obviously French Canadian. And then he grabs his <laughs> card. He's like, oh, why? Abdul Reza Karim. On them ça des noms comme ça, nous autres ici. Yeah. So he that translates that. to Oh Abdul Hadir Karim We like those kind of names around here These parts That's pretty much what it translates we to We love them kind of names in these parts We love them names and them eyebrows down here <laughs> Yeah Yo Them eyebrows looking like a fucking Like a yeah. fucking Like a fucking Piste d'atterrissage Yeah so How do you say piste d'atterrissage in English? Like uh, a fucking landing strip Yeah Yo, landing strip eyebrows looking like a landing strip girl so that was pretty fucking racist. Yeah, it was pretty fucking racist. Now that I think about it, but back then we were just tripping because we had like Molly on us and, and whatnot. And um, next thing you know, we get our Hummer towed. Uh, the, the Hummer <laughs> the Hummer gets towed. And then <laughs> we get towed. <laughs> next thing you know, we're on the side of the road. I'm gonna like, get towed, eh? We're on the side of the road with nothing but drugs and like Molly and alcohol on, on us. Luckily, they didn't, search, they didn't search us for drugs or anything. I don't know why. How old are you? Now? How old were you? I then? think I was maybe in my early 20s, maybe 20, 21. I'm telling you, bro. I got caught driving without a license with a trunk full of dope. <laughs> I swear, bro. Like 2 a.m., coked out, drunk, no license, pulled over, emptied the car. And we're going to tow it. So I just got towed. I got a ticket. The whole ordeal cost me like $2,000 each time it happened. Just like <laughs> three times. But every time, bro, trunk full of shrooms, dope and shit. And they never even, I don't know why. They don't check it. They don't check it. Because we have and rights here in Canada. We have rights here in Canada, ladies and gentlemen. Don't check my bag if I have drugs and shit. Hell nah. Fuck Get the fuck out of here, Get boy. Get the fuck out of here, man. Shit. They're about to search me and then they listen. Oh, this guy listening to Tupac? This guy listening to Tupac? The fuck with this? <laughs> Shit. Hail Mary. <laughs> Full of grace. <laughs> and a no face off her back. <laughs> Stab her if she act. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get cancelled. Yo. Speaking of getting We canceled. need a fucking. Um, Jingle. We need a jingle, bro. Yeah. It's gonna we need be a jingle. Like, let's make the jingle right now. It's gonna be. Uh, listen, listen. It's gonna be like some. Uh, it's gonna uh, be like. Uh, it, it needs to be like some. Um, almost like gospel, like church, because like we're trying oh, to like. Okay, we're, to we're trying to have right? followers. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We're trying. We're trying to trying to build a movement right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh. So it needs to be like a kind of like a choir, mm. like a like a like a like a. Like a, like a hey, boom my show. Uh. Mic check. Turn me up. Pull boy. Pull boy. You know? Something yeah, like that. Something like that, yeah. And it's going to be perfect. Yeah. So you need it at the intro and the outro. Maybe just the intro, man. And then when we have sponsors, you could put it right in mid in the middle of the whole podcast and then we pay the bills. 
Yeah, the, the like popular the, people that get listened to it. Speaking of sponsors, uh, this episode actually because we got a sponsor. It's our first episode ever, but we have a sponsor. Believe it or not, uh, our sponsor is uh, fucking uh, actually a uh, fucking. Uh, what are we looking for? Mojo. Mojo, thank you so much for sponsoring us, man. It means the world to us. The fact that you believe that we won't get canceled means and, uh, a lot. Yeah, the fact that we could represent uh, our fellow alcoholics around the world is uh, an honor, and uh, we will not take this lightly, my friend. Can somebody please get a mic stand that works? Okay. Two seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Let me check the camera, too. Hmm. I had um, I had taken some um, some hamdullah. I took some time to uh, get ready today. Okay, but the more I was getting ready, the more I realized. Uh, nervous? Like I'm not gonna fucking talk about this shit. You know? Oh, have you ever heard of this, bro? Listen to this. I have okay. two open. I don't know why. What are you talking? I have two drinks open, and I thought one of them was yours. You trying to fuck me? I'm not trying to fuck you. I'm just saying. You put something in that? What'd you put in that? I may or may not. I mean, the thing is called Mojo, bro. It sounds pretty uh, GH. Yeah, GH friendly right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> GH friendly. I uh, GHB uh, infested our high school. It did? Yeah. Girls were like... Uh, they were into that shit? They were, they were into, you know what they were into? They were into, like, we told them. Not we are. I'm not the one who sold them the GH. Obviously, I was young and I never would do that, you know. But we told them. They told them, don't mix it with alcohol. And they would, you know. And I swear to God, I've never seen anything like that before, you know. Just like complete uh, loss of function, really. Oh uh, yeah. Fucked up. Fucked up. I already took GH and drank, and I'm telling you, like. I was a zombie. I was like, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Ketamine too. Have you ever done ketamine? I unfortunately have and I didn't like it. Ketamine, the first time I did it, I hated it. The first time I did it, I was driving and I passed out at a red light for like two minutes. I woke oh. up, I was still at the red light. I was like, what the fuck? In Dorval. That is weird. Okay, I don't want to cut you off, but once upon a time, I was driving back home from working at Arahova Suvlaki when I finished yeah, at 5 Yeah, Arahova, bro. Arahova Suvlaki. Yeah, I finished at 5 a.m. I was on my drive back home. At the red light, there was four black African men Wait. at the light. All four of them were passed out, and the light went from green to yellow to red to red to green. They were driving? No, they were just passed out. Oh, they in the, the car? Light, in the car. One car, four <laughs> African <laughs> men. Four African <laughs> <laughs> bro, I stopped next to them, and I started honking. I'm like, yo, wake up. I'm like, yo, wake up, bro. Like, a cop is going to pull up and like, be like, what the fuck? Yo, they were at such peace. They looked so peacefully asleep, bro. <laughs> That's what shocked me the most. Like, it got ingrained in my mind. Can you imagine, like, how old were these uh, black African men? Um, men, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, probably in their twenties. I don't remember. Like young, yeah, young. So you should have said black. You should have just said yeah, black. No, I, I just because when you say African men, it sounds like these motherfuckers are uh, uh, wearing uh, like the like the the, yeah, the, 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 the skirt, the, the big ass skirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, it's not a skirt. skirt. It's not a skirt. A dress. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's nothing that's gonna come out of my mouth that's appropriate today. What is it called? A jalabia? Uh, yeah, jalabia. Yeah, jalabia. My boy Mamun rocks a jalabia, yeah, bro. Yo, my boy Yasin rocks a jalabia. Uh, yeah, yo, yeah. we should have uh, my jalabia brother with your jalabia brother, brother, and we could have a jalabia brother biz big biscuit basket. I kind of want to wear a jalabia right now. <laughs> yo, dude, I was about to wear a fucking. Uh, but apparently, it's disrespectful. For what is it? What is? What is this? No, I was gonna jump into the whole PC talk, but because what is this no, no, no. Okay, no, because this is what my Jalabia brother told me once upon uh -huh. a time. I'm like, brother, why is it like uh, PC culture disrespectful to do the Jalabia yeah. if I'm not African like you? Yeah. And he said, brother, sometimes the color means something, brother. It's true. And then he's like, some Jalabia you wear for funeral, mm -hmm. and you receive this Halloween we sad inside. Oh. Like, oh, brother. So it's more like jalabia etiquette. It's jalabia color etiquette. Mm. You know, so if we're going to do the jalabia, we got to have jalabi the blessings from uh, jalabi, brothers. Jalabi, better jalabi brothers. They're gonna, they have to bless us. We have to wear the jalabia. They say this one appropriate, brother. Kiss us on our forehead. Really? Yeah, the whole forehead kiss thing? I don't know. That's how I imagine it, but it's probably... Probably didn't happen like that. So coming no. back to the four... Now that we know black the black, black boys in the car, really just out. black boys, <laughs> really just black boys passed out because uh, they smoked uh, too much weed or got too drunk. I, don't know. <clears throat> I was already at a stoplight with Mamun, the guy you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you're in a, on a long road and there's like a stoplight in front of you, but yeah. there's another one in front, like uh, one later, you know? Yeah. But sometimes there's no cars because it's 2 a.m. that you think that the one that's further yeah. is the one that is, is your yours, yeah, you so know? You keep going. So you keep going and uh, boop, boop, take it, boy. Boom, no boom. Way. Was he yeah. sober? Yeah. Uh, probably tried to make it believe, like make him believe he was sober. Okay, because that man is the man who's driven the most under the influence that I know. Really? He has the most most time on the road under the influence. And you know what's fucked up with that man? You know what's fucked up? Is that he's the nicest he's an guy. Angel. He's like, he's, he's like uh, the blackest guy I know, I think, first of all. The blackest. Yeah, yeah, he is so black. For sure, for sure, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but he's uh, a sweetheart. Yeah, and he, he uh, like, uh, university... Uh, um, uh, he almost has a master's degree. He, like, he's super productive. But every productive. time I, see, like, I saw him at the university, he was always, like, a, like a, a part of, like, this community. Oh, this yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. You know? He was actually the African pre uh, president at Concordia at one point, yeah. African president at Concordia, bro. Come that's on, not man. nothing, bro. That, that's a lot. That's not nothing, bro. That's a lot. That's not nothing, bro. And uh, <laughs> the, the fact that you say that is uh, very, very uh, surprising. It just goes to show, man. What, what, no, the no. people, man, that pretend to be something, man, you get them a little bit fucked up and they're going to make all the bad decisions. Because we, we think it's fucked up because being under the influence is like considered a bad thing. Oh, well, I guess being under <laughs> oh, the influence yeah. while driving is considered a bad thing. So yeah, because it is. Because it is, yeah. You, like, Because it is. If you run over uh, little Timmy, you're, you're a horrible person. Uh, yeah, I mean, but um, if you ran over little Timmy, for example... Would you run? Like, let's say. Uh, I have to run. stop. I, I know myself. I can't live with that shit. It'll haunt me. So I'd rather just take the you blame. bitch. Yeah, I know. I, like, I would step out and be like, no. And then no! hold on to him. And like yell in the air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully and it's raining. Hopefully it's Capture raining. That cinematic moment. And, and hopefully I can rip my shirt off and like reduce the sentence a bit. Sir, so uh, <laughs> the verdict is... Uh, Guilty. Uh, uh, guilty. Life or 20 years? Life or 20 years. Sh shirt off, uh, a dramatic sequence under the rain, considered potentially reduced sentence. That reduced sentence? That's how judges... If you do community work. That's how courtrooms work. 
and you help people with the unibrows with their self-esteem at high school. Yeah. Sam, are you willing to do that? Yeah, bro. Like, you can- um, yes, uh, Your Honor, I had, used to have a unibrow. I know exactly what that feels like. I can be the big brother. <laughs> You're going to have the kids coming up with fucking... <laughs> Like, yeah, my unibrows are so big, I can't breathe right. Um, yeah. Okay, bro, honestly, disrespect. I, I, that was disrespectful. <laughs> the, 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 to all the unibrow kids. No, I actually- Because I've been blessed. I, I've been- bl- Listen. Been blessed. <laughs> I used to be insecure about my brows when I was young, but they're a superpower now. Like, notice a, a lot of the hot girls- Look at the camera real quick. Okay. Uh, notice um, a well, lot sure of- Make sure to have zoom in that. Zoom into the brows. You um, can land a helicopter. Yeah, it used to be insecurity, but now it's a superpower because I was thinking about it this way. I'm like, listen, Middle Easterns, they don't have a superhero. But what if, Ooh. what if the Middle Eastern superhero was to be a guy with thick ass eyebrows and he could grab one of his eyebrows and goes like- Ooh, like, like Captain America. Yeah, but with the brows. Captain Brown, and, and Brown he, Mar- And he has a magic carpet. So he could be like- yeah. and Like knock people out yeah. and, and ride the magic carpet. That's pretty dope, man. Yeah, uh, it would be like uh, it would be like uh, Captain Abra- Abra- uh, Captain. Uh, no, it would uh, be Aladdin, Aladdin the Assassin, something like that. I don't know. That yeah. sounds like Ubisoft, like you made a video game, yeah. the Aladdin yeah. Assassin. Yeah, it's, it's the Aladdin cool. Assassin. Man, I hope people at home really enjoy this content because uh, we're doing it for you guys, honestly. And I'm, I mean, you know what? Actually, I'm not doing it for you guys. You we're do? not doing it for you guys. We're doing it because we have literally. No hopes. You know, you guys want to know why I'm doing this shit? Listen, my girlfriend's dad is coming to visit next week. He's from Virginia. I started this podcast so he doesn't think that I'm a fucking loser. And it's now that I realize it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. He's going to listen to this shit. He's going to be like, I mean, I'm going to buy a plane ticket for my wife right now. I mean, I'm not my wife, I'm my daughter. Bring her back home ASAP. For Christ's sake, am I trying to get canceled with you? How raw can you be in front of your girlfriend's parents? Like, can you be your your hundred percent total self? I yeah, you know what's crazy, man? When I go to Virginia to go see my parents' family, I your don't, girlfriend's parents. Uh, what did I say? You said your parents. My girlfriend's family. Yeah, I um don't smoke weed, you know, for like the duration that I'm there, and I become like the most heinous obnoxious person really like like my girlfriend's family is like shut the fuck up oh yeah but not, I think, really. N- not really not really but but yeah maybe you push the, the edges you, you push I pu- you- and I realized like I'm like oh my god this is me like when I was 16 years old like oh. me and you when we were 16 years nah, old remember yeah. the garbage we, we used to do up. that's me when I don't smoke weed for oh. real but okay. me, I don't know yeah but uh, I told myself yo I'm not gonna smoke weed today for the first podcast, you know, like, really? uh, yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, so, so, so you feel like, um, weed obviously enhances you sometimes and doesn't uh, some other times mm-hmm. it has like this, uh, double effect. Like me too. I could be in God mode sometimes if I, if I smoke weed and like everything I do like hits the spot mm-hmm. perfectly or I could be a disaster, which, um, is most of the case. Yeah. Most, most, of, the mo- time. most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Is that. Um, I personally have always had a love-hate relationship with uh, the marijuana, but I've always felt the same way about alcohol too. Like sometimes I, I hit highs when I'm uh, when I'm drinking and I'm in like God mode. Yeah. Sometimes I hit super lows and I'm like, fuck my life. When you drink, you yeah. see the thing is I with drinking, both. the thing is with drinking is like you just need to drink more. If you're not feeling God mode, you could just drink twice as fast, twice the amount. 
and you're going to get fucked. Is that a good thing? I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah. But I know a lot of people who drink alcohol to fucking escape or become something and the solution is not there i personally have a problem with weed like oh, yeah. in the sense where like i wake up in the morning and i need to have something to do real quick or else i'm gonna just start smoking weed you know what i'm saying like and also like i don't even like smoking cigarettes bro i smoke cigarettes because i I'm trying not to smoke weed. You know what I'm saying? There's like an oral fixation. And yeah, I see you with your vape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was going to suggest that uh, instead of smoking cigarettes. The vape thing is cool, man. Like my, my fucking, uh, my associate uh, pops, man. He just vapes all day, vapes all night, vapes till you can't feel right. Mm, mm, okay. You know? But, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm trying like, you know, through this podcast, hopefully, uh, find yourself, find myself. Mm, and, uh, Hopefully, like, smoke less weed, you know? Like, uh, f for example, today I was ready. I was ready to go at, like, 11 a.m., you know? Yeah. I, you know, I set the whole place up and everything. And then Sam's like, I got shit to do. And I'm like, nothing is as important as the shit we're about to do on this podcast, Buttercup. For real. But, uh, yeah, something about his family and some shit, whatever. But I'm telling you, I've been here all day. Just waiting. Just waiting. Waiting. Trying not to smoke weed. You know? And Wait. I failed. So you ended up smoking or no? Yeah. Oh, you did? Of course. Oh, okay. I thought you think, brother. I thought you were showing everybody your discipline. Nah, and your commitment to the show. Honestly, I feel like the f if I could get maybe, if we could get like 20 Patreons, patrons, I'm going to stop smoking weed. Bro, if we get 20 views, I'll be fucking surprised. <laughs> if we get, if I get 20 patrons, we stop, I stop, if we get 20 patrons, Thanks. Stop smoking weed. If we get twenty views, you uh, <laughs> you uh. Oh, no, no, no. Before you say anything, listen. If we get one Patreon, I stop working. And it's and not I stop you working for you. What <laughs> <laughs> that five dollars a month is going to change our lives, bro? I had to justify the the meeting that I had at your house like a couple of days ago. With who? With you, right? Yeah. No, but you justify with oh, me. Oh, with my oh, girlfriend. I, I thought, yeah, exactly. You were talking yeah, to somebody else. Yeah, I had to justify right. with my girlfriend. Like, I went there but, for good reason. Yeah, I was like, I'm not just getting drunk when my friend's doing cocaine, okay? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, You'll clear that up. <laughs> we didn't do cocaine. But no, okay, no, wait. Of course not. <laughs> so we were professionals, fuck. I'm not with my friends out here getting fucked up doing cocaine, okay? <laughs> I'm out here doing the shits for us, for the bag. The bag, the bag, shorty. You gotta believe in the vision, man. You gotta believe in the vision, shorty. Hey, little shorty, let me whisper in your ear. What, what shorty would like to hear? Hot so, does shorty believe man. in you? Did she believe in you? Did she's like, I, I see something here. She was like, Adele, where the fuck are you? And I'm like, Shorty, let me whisper in your ear. I'm out here trying to get the bag. She's like, the bag. I'm like, the bag. She's like, I'm wet. Come home with the bag, baby. She's like, she's like, well, the thing is that I'm not going to be able to come home with the bag right now. I'm going to have to work on a couple of episodes at least because this is a very long-term project. Yeah. And so I'm going to need your uh, support. And she's like, fuck out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So okay. she dumped me. Yeah. <laughs> okay okay that's very interesting but at least you have a somewhat of a supportive uh, significant other i don't have any friends anymore um, i don't have any friends 
And uh, there's a reason why I I uh, call I called you, man. Is because uh, everybody in my life has uh, walked away. Yeah, He's like yo, listen, man, this music shit ain't working out, man. Come yeah. on, man, we're or done, just man. Like, as it, like on the human level, you know, like uh, I need to not invest as much time uh, keeping this relationship alive because uh, it's it's killing them. It's killing. I have no more friends, and that's why I called you, man. It's because uh, I feel like our relationship is still uh, like a blank slate. You it's know, a, it is because we, yeah, we just left it at, at, at like kind of a, after high school. We kind of like because you did like two years at my high school, and then you bounce right. One year, one year at my high school, then you bounce. Yeah, we always like followed each, each other's work. We obviously follow each other on social. We kind of always talked. Maybe saw each other at a couple of parties where I blacked out on gin. I remember once upon a time I blacked out on gin. And um, yeah, we always kept it. And we always knew we were going to like do something together. Like you know, like we always knew it. Yeah. Like it was always like, yo, like eventually we're going to do a project together. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you reached out to me at a time where I was actually thinking of going back and doing a podcast because I did a podcast that nobody listened to called The Chim Talk back in 1997, 97. <laughs> I think it was 97, yeah. Yeah, 97. 97. When podcast wasn't even a thing. Listen, man. Yo, but for real, you think that's a joke? Sam, actually, <laughs> I remember like 15 years ago, literally 15 years ago, okay, this guy was like uh, working at Arahova <laughs> as a waiter. And uh, he took all of his money and invested in a podcast gear, bro. This was, was like, 15 years ago. Like, podcast is the future, bro. Yeah. But like, what the fuck were you talking about? Like, I'm in my mama's basement right now. I, I, I poo poo in my pants and that's. <laughs> yeah. I had nothing good to say. I had no life experience and it was premature. It was premature. We launched it and uh, we did like 12 episodes. And um, yeah, man, it never saw the light of day. Well, no, it did. Yeah. It's, it's on social media somewhere. But um, I, honestly, man, I really hope. That we could get somewhere with this podcast, man. I hope so too. I really hope that we could get past the honeymoon phase. Yeah. We're going to hate and each other at one point. We're going to want to kill each other. You know like, what, bro? Yo, bro, what the fuck? I told you we got a podcast today. Yeah, bro. But that's that's the thing, bro. Like, I, I, I booked a meeting with you, with you like, uh, like a week ago. And I texted you the day before. Like, yo, I'll be there around that time. And then you text me the day of. And you're like, yo, if you're still coming... Uh, let me know when I was, I'm like what the fuck do you mean if I'm still coming I was so of sure of course I'm still coming bro I was convinced it was gonna fall through listen I'm a functional I'm a functional addict you know <laughs> I'm a functional addict like the, the when I say I have to do something I'm gonna do it you know what I'm saying but anyways for the people at home follow us on Patreon we're probably is it bad like is it like no, no. A, okay I was gonna say something like, maybe not start the Patreon right away no you definitely shouldn't man Avu, it's, a, it's like a bitch yeah, move. Yeah, like, like, no, because the thing is, we already mentioned it three times and we made it sound like we're only here for the money and not for the entertainment value. Uh-huh. The thing about online is like, you have to give so much value before somebody su- su- like subscribes to you. Just a click. Like, you have to bombard them with value and you have to make you them You want laugh. value. You they, want value. They want value. These Look, people, bro. You want to show me value? Look at his balls, man. Look at his balls, man. You have to pick, you have to make people laugh so much or like make them feel so good or like uh, inform them so many times that they're like, yo, I can't live without this. Listen. Then they'll sign up. Listen, so you're saying that we shouldn't do the Patreon right away. Yeah, I definitely Because why? Do. Because it's going to make us seem like we're like well, uh, well, undeserving bitches. Oh yeah, it's going to make us feel like, it's premature. It's almost as if like, um, you know, like how there's like a brand new artist who like barely has a song yeah. and, and like makes a post about like um, 
All right, to all my fans, um, listen, this is my first ever um, EP, and um, a big shout out to everybody who supported me. And like, they they they, they speak as if they're 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 like already an artist. But do they like, have a song? They're like, they, it's like they the first song. song. It's like the first song, or I don't know, man. It's just like. I don't know, bro. It sounds like a lot of garbage, bro. Honestly, nah. I want to start this thing off real nice. Like, I want to be like, uh, Maybe listen, right. listen, listen, listen. Maybe not the first episode with the Patreon stuff, but I feel like I'm here, you know what I'm saying, to give the our patrons the most content. You know what I'm saying? I'm here to give them... I'm doing it for the patrons, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, the YouTube, the TikTok, sure. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day... I'm probably gonna get way more hate than I get love doing this shit, you know? You think so? Of course! The fuck, bro? Uh, but if anybody wants to listen to this podcast, better know. We're gonna have some content exclusive. And I'm not sure if it's gonna be now or later or when, but it's gonna be exclusive and it's gonna be for patrons only, man. And uh, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to develop that community and I can't wait for people to, you know, I listen to podcasts and I listen to a few greats and I can't wait for every week for the for the thing to come out and I and hopefully one day uh we'll we'll get there. But until then, it's gonna be so fun to have like um guests uh over or I don't know. I could I, I could imagine like some people coming on, but I could also imagine some people refusing to come on because like we're of course too, most people are gonna refuse because we're way too inappropriate. Yeah, but but the, but do you know what bothers me I about don't give a fuck? Yeah, I know, but you know what bothers me about the whole PC culture thing is I see people that are trying to be PC, and I know that in real life they're super like laid back and inappropriate, Bro. and then they put up this front of being PC that bothers me. It's nasty. It's nasty. That, that's what bothers me. It's nasty. These people, they spent their whole lives stepping on people, walking on people like as if they were shit. And now that they have a fucking platform because of the abuse that they made everybody in their social circle go through, you know, conniving, sneaky motherfuckers, <clears throat> start talking PC this, PC that. Because they just want people to be in agreement with them. You know what I'm saying? And I think that is bullshit. And you will, you know, here what you see is what you get, basically, bro. Uh, you know, I think it's like very dangerous to walk those lines. Bro, you know what's fucking cringe and something that makes me cringe all the time, you know? <clears throat> something I did, bro. At some point, I think it was like uh, last summer. It was like the BLM thing. And uh, a whole bunch of white 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 people were uh, out here on uh, social media saying, uh, posting videos about saying sorry, you know, them saying sorry to of being white to black oh, yeah. people. Okay, that's weird. Okay. You know what I'm saying, bro? It's weird to you, but in my feed, it was everywhere, bro. People like ex explaining their whiteness, bro, saying sorry for it. I'm telling you. And I was fucking coming back home in the metro with my co-producer, uh, Pops. He's white. Almost redhead, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I was too drunk. And I was probably high on cocaine. Like, very, like, the kind of high that, like, you're just talking that smack. You know, that shit that you wake up in the morning, you're like, Ooh, tell me it ain't so, you know? And I'm in the metro and I'm like, yo, bro, you should really say sorry, man. You should really say sorry for how white you were that one time. Just thinking about that, bro. And I'm telling you, bro, I was brainwashed. You know, 
the same way people were brainwashed when they posted that black that black profile pic. Hash, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but, but but to your defense, I think university did that to me too. Like when I was in university, it was all about like being sensitive and like making sure like because uh, that's the status quo. Yeah, that's the status quo, bro. Over there, you can't. Be you don't want to get eaten yeah, by hyenas because you're yo. gonna end up like Jordan Peterson, bro. Yeah, and I definitely don't have the argumentative skills, so I, I can't stand my ground like he can. Oh hell no, uh, hell no! I am actually so, probably borderline retarded. Yeah, I'm borderline. Yeah, me too. Yeah, just say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say that um, word. Yeah, I want to say it. <laughs> 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 retarded <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah it's crazy man and university did that to me and i see people that uh, that, that that try to follow the act yeah of like being like pc which is kind of fucking weird but i, I i've seen more and more of a dislike towards people who are uh pc yeah and that's the reason i started this podcast because i uh i'm a follower you know I'm a follower and I saw, I saw I saw a couple of people like standing up for their rights and I was like, right? Right. What the fuck are those? I could be different. Are you serious? But yo, coming coming back to the whole university status quo thing, you must uh, get your handful of PC bullshit. Bro, I remember one of your videos, it made me laugh so much because you were pointing out the PC. I think it was at Concordia. In Montreal, the University of Concordia, and this guy, I think he was like Filipino or Vietnamese. Yeah, or some I, no, shit. he was Indian. He was Indian. Indian. Yeah. And uh, I, think, I think Indian. And uh, he, he was so uncomfortable. And, 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 and the question was like, uh, the question was like, uh, if you uh, 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 flirt with a woman all night and then you bring her back home and she has a dick or some shit like that, like yeah. what would you do? And then and then he was like. On university grounds, like yeah. his parents don't even accept gay people. <laughs> parents don't even accept gay people. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, if she has a dick or not, it doesn't really matter, you know, because a human and everybody has a heart. Yeah, everybody. Everybody has a heart. Personality matter. Yeah, and personality he, he, matter. But your parents yeah. don't let you listen to gay movies. <laughs> Anyways, bro, completely um, redonk. And then you were like, you and were like, he was so afraid to to like offend exactly what he thought was my viewership, and he was convinced I was a PC yeah, guy, exactly. pushing that PC envelope. You he know? thought you worked for the university, and, basically. And, and and when I asked that, I have nothing against you know LGBTQTL LMNWZ, you know, and um. I have nothing against that. I'm just asking a question to put people in in a position in a where, certain position in yeah. a certain position, yeah, just to see how they react. And what do you what do you like more? Like when somebody is is because you could probably ha you probably have the eye when somebody is bullshitting you, you know? Yeah. Like when they, when they like what what when the, the the person is just saying something just to be PC versus when somebody's like because I yeah. I remember like when you're uh, uh, interviewing skill had uh maybe a fragment of artistic integrity okay like you would interview people in like uh, during the afternoon in university campuses <laughs> yeah. and then you realize probably real quick that people are just all uh shady and 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 and, and they all keep it to themselves yeah. so then you just kind of downgraded to like uh drunk nighttime people. drunk people yeah and i feel like that is so much more fun it is you know what more I'm saying? fun to shoot and more fun to edit and more fun for the viewer yeah so you would definitely take Somebody, uh, yeah, for sure. You would def definitely take somebody, and uh, and a lot of these people are they're women, they're women, and they're drunk. Yeah, you know, and 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 they kind of beg, they beg for another question. 
To the point where their friends are like, come on, Sandra. Like, we can't do this. Your boyfriend's going to kill you. You know? And she's like, no, 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 no. We have a connection. <laughs> you know? It's so funny you say that because I've never seen girls like gravitate towards this topic. Like, if you talk about dating and relationships and dick and, like, pussy or whatever, like, girls are so drawn to that. And they all have an opinion that they've, like, conceptualized in their Valor. Mind. Like, they fucking believe yeah, in it. They, they've talked about it with their yeah. friends and they're yeah. so convinced. And yeah. they, they approach the mic and the camera with uh, so much conviction. Swag. And Yo, listen up. Here's a story about a little pussy who needs a boyfriend. Yeah, so, you know? so, 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 so literally, bro, I, I like... It's so easy for me to get those types of girls. Like I've, I legit had girls wait until I'm finishing an interview. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Like the lineup. No, like it was one. Yeah, like, it, call it a lineup. It, it was two girls waiting, legit waiting until I finish an interview before they they hop on. Like legit, I, I was walking and I could hear them, and I was. I was doing it's like an interview. interview. Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely is. And then I'm doing an interview, and then uh, I hear her say, "Oh, I definitely want to do this." Like I hear her. Oh, because yeah. because what 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 do you think makes them say that? I, I feel like they, seeing their fellow drunken. Yeah. A part of me thinks that obviously they, they love the attention, the clout and whatnot. And they're, they're all convinced that they figured it out and they're about to drop like the biggest. And these women are like 22 bomb. years old. Yeah. 22, 23. Uh, and like when, when you speak to a 24 year old, she thinks she's mature. She's like, oh, what? <laughs> I'm not like all these, these other bros. Yeah. Like, I'm doing my doctorate. Yeah, the only thing I've noticed is like, uh, yeah, they, they they feel like they have it figured. They they they, ha they have it figured out. That's what they feel like. And and something else I want to say that's a little controversial. Um, I I feel like there um a lot of girls are like entitled. Like I was telling you this, I'm like, yeah, the the cashier working at the grocery store thinks she deserves like a superhero of a of, of a, a man. of a man, and she they have like a hundred uh, list requirement. You know, I want to come back to what you were saying, like. The girls, they feel like they have it all figured out. When you ask them in questions, drunk, waiting in a lineup, minus 20 degree weather, trying to get into a club. So hopefully they could get like uh, in contact with or, you know, whatever their, their situation may be. Yeah. What do you feel is the, 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 the man's uh, approach? Like when you say like women are, they have it all figured out. When you interview men that are drunk, like what do they say? I feel like like if I'm like from what I've seen, these guys are like, well, you know, uh, gotta respect the woman, and yeah, uh, you know, uh, if she wants it, she wants it, but if yeah. she doesn't, she doesn't. And and these women are like, yo, give me the sugar daddy, and you better you better just believe I got that wop. Yeah, you know, they're all like my wet ass puss. Yeah, women are definitely more bold than um, like most most women are and more it's crazy. bold than most men. It's like, crazy because it I wasn't do. like that, bro. Yeah, it wasn't. It like, wasn't like that. But okay, you know and. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, don't say that we're nuts when we're saying that these women are nuts, bro. And these men are nuts too, bro. And I'm not here to say the the the, the contrary. But when you keep fucking the media, bro, all they talk about is this shit, this shit, this shit, and all these women acting crazy. The, the, there's been a lot of like female empowerment and like you know whatever more power to them, but like. I was talking about this with my friend. I was like, did it happen ever since the Me Too? Or does it feel like it's the past 20 years that they've... I think, bro, it's all... It's, it's like... It's like... 2000s. The, two, the 90s. The, the 90s and the 2000s. The, uh, watch a movie from that era. Yeah. 
it's like some most of them are cringely sexist you know what yeah. i'm saying most of them are like oh dude fucking such a bad rep for men you know what i'm saying and then they take, they, 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 they take that as fuel you know what i'm saying because that's wrong obviously it's wrong yeah it's wrong but you know two wrongs don't make a right yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like i feel like i hate saying this but it's like a pendulum but it's like pendu- like it's a pendulum it's like you know i used to be you know i used to be a democrat bro you know what i'm saying <laughs> now I like to believe I'm a conservative fuck. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot fuck of guys Donald Trump, like, but like fuck Obama too. You know what yeah, I'm saying? But like I feel like it's, anyways. Shit. I, I I understand the whole sentiment that that you're trying to express. I, I like I also can't like really put words on it. But uh, there's been some sort of uh, shift in uh, the way we feel. Yeah, and it's just replacing one evil with another evil you know what i'm saying and that's why i think that like it's sad like that we the people like can't just read a history book and understand or like that this shit is not told in history lessons where it's like hey yo 20 years ago men were sexist as fuck i mean men are still sexist as fuck but like now the media is using it as a subject matter or a piggyback just to sell their sauce, sell their story, and now you all, the result, women are fucking, you know, well, looking for sugar daddies, and, and bro, like, I'm telling you, like, I am lucky to have a girlfriend. Yeah. I am lucky yeah. to have people around me who love me, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But like, the, some of these women and these men of this new generation, I see them going, I'm like, you have a lot of lessons to learn. You have a lot of lessons, man. Yeah. Relax. Do you think most of the people that you interview, like these women, like, because most of the clips that I see from you is like, this is like the women. Yeah. But do you think most of these women are going to, like, uh, look at the clip in, like, five years and, like, be like, oh, shit, thank God. Like, I'm not that dumb anymore. Bro. Or, like, okay. there's something that guys do that I almost feel like, like, like girls probably don't do i feel like girls when they sit together they gas each other up and they're unable to look at themselves like obviously they look at themselves and they could criticize themselves but like they always find a way to blame the men for whatever problem that they're having and it's just like oh yeah 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 slay queen yeah mm. yeah girl yeah mm. girl you show him yo who's the boss girl mm. and they like gas each other up and they're just unable to be like yeah it's kind of fucked up that i did yo, that bro, you imagine know? you were interviewing a man and he was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Sometimes I feel like my girlfriend, like she might be like entitled too much or like doesn't respect my uh, masculinity. And then like all the guys in the background, yeah, you tell them, brother. You know, you don't see that shit, bro. The no. guys in the background be like, yo, watch what you say, bro. You're trying to get canceled. Uh, yeah, I, yeah that, that's the thing. I feel like the whole Me Too empowerment, like the disarmed men yeah. to be like themselves or to be bold or to have you know a fucking what? opinion. Bro. Especially, like, we come from a place where men are, for the most part, are assholes. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we were growing up in high school, I had a lot of trouble with the way that people were speaking to women. You know, I have a twin sister. Yeah. She went to the same school as me. Yeah. And, got, and I always had to be like, ah, these women, but not that woman. That's, 
that's my sister woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like I always had trouble with that. And I always feel like you were always in the same like we were like we were like we were good guys. We were literally yeah. good guys. Of course we were trying to get laid like any other boy did, but like I know men who rape women. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's like that's the standard, but I'm like for us good guys, right? Who actually have an opinion when who like when we go to sleep at night, I have nothing to uh, um, uh, be regretful of, you know. I have nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to like the way I treat women. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, I feel like we're getting the shitty end of it. You know what I'm saying? Because because like because like we haven't done shit. You know what I'm saying? And now just the, the mere fact of having an opinion puts you in a situation where. This guy's an asshole. This guy's like the other guys. You know what I'm saying? And yes. when, when it's not the case, it's not the case. And that's why, bro, I'm trying to navigate all this shit that I'm saying, like sexist or whatever you you may think it, it is, but know at the end of the day that uh, I think guys are confused, probably man. is. <laughs> I think guys are confused and they don't know how to approach a, a situation with like a woman. It's like, okay, so I approach you, I'm and I, I'm either a fucking beta male or I'm a fucking like rapist aggressor. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And it's like they they have to find that 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 like perfect middle ground yeah. where it's like yo I hope I don't get it's like get... a video game yeah it's like, like a... oh friend zone boop 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 yeah. go left bro go left go left go, go right oh yeah you're too aggressive yeah. too aggressive too aggressive, too aggressive. Too aggressive. No, 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 no. boop boop the cops yeah, yeah the cops are here the cops, the cops are here get the fuck out of here, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the girls I guess the girls could like argue against that and be like yeah well it's hard for us too it's like I'm either a slut or like, um, bro, like oh. it's like so hard for me bro and you know what at the, at, at the same time it's like What we're talking about right now is women downtown. You know, what we're talking about right now is women downtown at 12 o'clock at night waiting to get into a club, probably already wasted, you know. But what's sad is that these people are the ones who control the narrative, man. It is, bro. These people are the first ones to be like on their phone. And, bro, the shit that you know I what heard, the shit that I heard, bro, on your interviews, bro, fucking wild, bro. Yeah. And do you ask them? At the end of the interview, like, can I use this? No. Yeah. Yo, yo, girls have no concern. Like, well, at least the people I interviewed, ninety nine percent of them has zero concern as to um, where the footage is going. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a girl that went viral on one of my TikToks too, and like, which one? The one that was uh, the one that was like a sugar daddy. Like, how much? Like, yo, no, Concordia. Just, no, no. It, it was a girl where I asked, like, um, would you date a guy who's bi biologically born a female? And she just said, um, I don't know. Like, I want to say no, but like, you never know, you know, like you could just like, you know, like, like someone and fall like, that wet ass like, pussy. like, like fall in love with them. And it was like, it was a chill answer because she was saying like, she was saying was like, she she's, Asian? She, no, no, no. She was, uh, she was, I said, it was Sign a white girl. Asian. It was a white girl. And then, um, it just showed her open mindedness and her open heart towards any possibilities. I'm which is okay. Which is there's nothing wrong with that. It's great. It's, it's a I'm surprised the 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 Indian, the Indian who guy. was like, oh well, you know, maybe he was so uncomfortable, dude. And but I'm surprised that didn't go viral, bro. Because like, yeah, oh, the fucking shit that you were writing, yeah, trying to be PC, all that shit. It was uh, hilarious, bro. Yeah, it was hilarious, bro. You inspired me, man. Uh, yeah. But anyways, it's not your show. It's a it's boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I need to take a piss, man. How me do we too. Do this? I was gonna wait until. How about we like pause? Okay, you want to cut pa it? We just pause. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, man. I don't know if anybody's listening to this, and I don't know if we're making our points across because uh, I, I think this is our first. Yeah, this is this is our first podcast, and um, I think we're nervous and we, we haven't really conceptualized ideas as well as we 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 thought um, we did before coming into this uh, show. Um, it's a dull show, and uh, we've had a few drinks and. Um, we obviously like yeah. We obviously bash the shit out of like PC people and shit. But like we're is it, we're not coming here with the with the intentions of trying to offend people just for the sake of being able to do that, you know. So I just want to make sure that my energy is at the right place and that um, people know that we're doing this for our entertainment and hopefully for the entertainment of uh, people that are watching this, if ever this sees the public eye, which I don't know if it will. This is considered a pilot. And um, it's been fun so far, man. We've had a few drinks. I definitely have to pee pee. And uh, waiting for my boy Adele to come back in the studio. Nobody watching. Nobody watching. So should I drop it? For me, for me. Ah. 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 Okay, guys, this is, a, this is a piece I wrote that I never want to go public with, but uh, here goes nothing. Alhamdulillah. <clears throat> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, like we used to do. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> you can have some dancers, because if I have sex and you want me, I'm going to drive. Probably hitting that cup of gold on the way. All right. Uh, All right, okay. no downtime, guys. No downtime. We just took a pee pee. And we're else. back on road. We're back on the fucking live. I hope you guys are having as much fun as we are. Because honestly, bro, this is. This I think is this, is, this is more than just a fling. <laughs> I think is this there going to be a second more- date? Second I date? Think there might be a there second date. There might be a second date, date guys. Shit. The Pool Boy Show. The Pool Boy Show, but honestly, it's going to be the Pool Boy Show with Sam Afshinpour because I can't have you talking all this shit and, and not, not have you in not, the not, name. Yeah, oh, yeah not, not show up after. Because I thought that, like, like you were going to, like, like we said, I thought you were just going to shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. but, like, clearly not. So Clearly, it's hard for me to do that. <laughs> but honestly, thank God because I don't know where I'd be without no, but you. I, I was going to say this actually to you, like, via messages or, like, uh, not in front of the camera, but to do a one man show is fucking hard, man. Like, guys that do one-man shows where they sit in front of the camera. And I, they, I watch, like, Tim Dillon, bro, this guy. He's I, insane. I know, but he's also a comedian who's been doing it for, like, years. He's a comedian, exactly. And, and for us to just start off right off the bat and do a one-man show is a lot. Yeah. Is a lot. Hopefully, people at home can understand, and hopefully, like, uh, I don't know, man. I um, There's a lot. I don't want to get in, in people's nerves, you know? I don't want to, like, be that guy, but I want... People to understand that there's not going to be any bullshit here. You know what I'm saying? No, there's definitely a lot of bullshit. But well, I mean, there's not. It's going to be like there's no p. There's no you know 
Whoa, it's straightforward, you know, raw dog. Yeah, know yeah, okay, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, you like, you're like, we're not gonna sugarcoat anything. We're no, just gonna go in no, here bro. and be and ourselves and, and like, people, let's go at it. If people fuck with it, then people fuck with it. And honestly, thank God they took off the dislike button on YouTube. Thank they God. Did? They did? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even know that. It's not awesome. It's fucking whack, but whatever, yeah. bro. But at least you're only liked. Yeah, which is like. <laughs> Which is what people it's want. Like how much you're liked? Are you one liked or are you thousands of likes? <laughs> but bro, you know what's crazy is you can still uh, unlike, Comment. but it's like it's like uh, or I don't like. Uh, but like I don't like, it's not counted. It's not counted. So it's just like you remove your like as a, as a sign of like go fuck. As yourself. like a sign of like to the big man, you know. Okay, so in the future, like ten years from now, we're like I was one million likable. Today I am half a million likable exactly. because I express myself. Yeah, I'm sad. Yeah, I'm Sam and I am sad. I work my whole life for my YouTube. <laughs> my self-esteem is attached to my YouTube. <laughs> if people don't like my YouTube, I don't like myself. <laughs> mm. Well, um... You know what's fucked up? You, you know what I well, what every time I see these pranksters like blow up and make millions of dollars, what bothers me the most? I'm like, bro, if me and you and like kids that were wild, we had we were filming our, the shit that we were doing at an early stage. Yeah, like like, like if uh, basically all TikTok the was like if TikTok was a thing when we were kids. Yeah, but at the same time, okay, okay, what would you rather? Would you rather a childhood where we grew up without the phone? Uh, or would you like the childhood where we grow up with the phone and we're completely hypnotized by it right off well, the Well, it depends. Because if you say it like that, then obviously I go without the phone because you're saying hypnotized. Because the memories. But if you say memory without the phone versus memory with the phone, but there's a slight chance that you become a TikTok star doing pranks, I might go with the phone version, honestly. Because... You know what? Come to think of it, man, I don't know what the fuck like, we would have done Maybe we would have stayed out of trouble more if we had a phone. Because I remember for like, for when, sure. you know, because when we had nothing to do, we used yeah, to rob, we used to rob places. Yeah, depths. Uh, we did that. Like that's when we had nothing to do. Like that was a Thursday night. But wait. Like that was a Thursday night. We had nothing to do. Let's like, let's, 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 let's rob a place <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, alcohol and get drunk in the parking lot. Of the same place we robbed. <laughs> I remember pl- uh, 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 this one, this one, uh, uh, Depp. Okay, when we say, say Depp, we mean convenience store. Yeah, for, we mean a bodega. The millions of uh, followers listening. Yeah. I remember one time, bro, we went to this Depp, to this fucking uh, convenience store that was like, we used to go there every week. Or multiple times a week to go like rob, you know? And the guy who worked there all the time, when he saw us, we would like walk in and he'd be smoking a cigarette outside and we'd be like, be like, better strap them shoes on, boy. Because it's about to be one hell of a night. <laughs> Straight up. If we were fucked up And kids. I swear to God, bro, like at some point I remember this guy, like he was smoking a cigarette and he had rollerblades on. And like we walk into the depth, we're like, no, no, better take those off. Son. I think I remember saying something like that because we walked in and we all knew internally, like, this guy's fucked. 
Because we knew he had to take off his roller blades. Yeah, and we told him. And he knew. And he knew because it wasn't the first time going there. So he knew us. Like, he saw us coming in. And in his head, he was like, oh, these guys are five people. <laughs> and I have my roller blades on. What the fuck do I this do? This is a checkmate. Yeah, checkmate. By the I time he Better goes, take them blades off, boy, because it's about to get real heavy. Okay, yeah, it's fucked up. But yeah, um, but that was us without a phone. But, you know, if, if like, a, a, a TikTok account could have, like, helped us, like, a... a it would have canceled us. It would have probably canceled us. What do you mean canceled us, bro? But we're so it, young, bro. We don't even have an opinion. We're yeah, just, we, we were, like, 14 years old, and we were, like, like robbing, like, convenience stores for, like, candies and shit. Um, I don't know the whole, like, legal thing involved with that. With I, us saying this, yeah, no, bro, we, this this didn't happen. This never happened. It's never allegedly. Happened. It's yeah, exactly. It's just for we're saying yeah, we're saying it's it for entertainment, entertainment purposes. Because I haven't smoked a cigarette in like ten years. Yeah, allegedly, and um, so yeah, we would we would do all kinds of nonsense, and I think it was for the most part it was because we were bored, and uh, yeah, we were just on our worst behavior. But why were we on our worst behavior? Yeah, because was it just to well, because bro, like we were young, you know, like uh, when I think of the shit that we used to do, I can't imagine myself doing it like today. Yeah, you know, and I like know, I, I, I saw this like really in- interesting like um, it's, it's like this series on Netflix called Explained. Yeah. And they explain, like, I think, uh, adolescence or some shit like that. Right. And, like, uh, they try to explain, like, the, the, the reason why when you're young you do so much crazy shit. And uh, it's really interesting. Like, they do the parallel with, like, you know, I just got a, a new dog, you know? Like, and uh, she's a puppy. And, like, she just wants to fuck shit up, you know? And it's really interesting because they do the parallel between different species, you know? Oh, so, like, yeah. you know, like, the way your brain matures... What they're saying and explain is like the way your brain matures, it starts by the, by the end of your, by the back of your head, basically. So the back of your head is like the first place that really consolidates into your adulthood, you know? And then the last place is the front lobe, frontal lobe, which is associated to decision making and risk analysis, you know? So uh, like my puppy who just like fucking does ridiculous shit that puts her in trouble gets her hurt whatever the same thing that we used to do when we were kids it's there's a scientific explanation for it and that's why honestly bro like um putting somebody in jail uh, at the age of 16 or 18 or whatever is is uh is nonsensical you know what i'm saying because if i got caught for 10 percent of the shit that i like in my life would be over we'd be doing time bro yeah for real did you ever spend time inside, inside of a jail cell never i did once one night what did you do? It was, um, I was 18 years old, or yeah, I had just turned 18. And uh, once again, I was working at Arahola Sulaki. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> there was a guy by the name of uh, Arahova. Let's just call him Alfred. Oh, no, not Alfred. No, no, Let's call was... him. Uh... Oh, it's complete. Okay. okay. Let's just call him Adam. Okay, whatever. Adam, Adam was a, yo, he was like, adamant. A, he was a troublemaker, but he was not like us. Like we were troublemakers because we were trying to get bored and we really trying we were trying to get laid, kind of an indirect way, and, like. And um, yeah, like he was, he was just like a, a, a he was, a, he was trouble. Like he was really trouble. Like if ever you would hang out with him, you would get like in some sort he of trouble. He went to our high school. I know. 
And uh, that guy called me one night and uh, he's like, yo, bro, we have to go out. We have to go out. I know you that, that you have your fake ass permit. Like the the, the license, the dri- driver's license that I had was uh, I could drive with somebody else for that's been yeah. driving for two years. Yeah. So I had that license and he knew that um, I, could, I could get a car from my parents because... My dad was a cab driver and we had like 12 cars in front of the in front of the house. So he's like, yo, you could definitely grab one of those and we could go. Not 12 cars, but like four, four cars. And then um, I'm like, no, uh, man, I finished work and then uh, I'm going home. I was trying to be good. I remember talking to him. Bro, this man calls me, calls my work. He calls the restaurant. This is the kind of shit that we used to do before like Instagram and shit. Like, yeah, before Instagram. But, like, and, like landlines. Landlines. We knew each other's landlines and we knew what landline we were at. Yo, we used to remember phone numbers. Yeah, we used to remember phone numbers and whatnot. And uh, he called my restaurant and I'm like, yo, there's like, yo, this guy wants to talk to you on the phone. Like line one. In your head, you're like, Adam. In my head, I'm like, fucking Adam. Grab the phone. He's like, yo, no, 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 we have to go. I'm like, no, bro, not tonight. Boom. I, I hang up. He comes to the restaurant. He comes to the restaurant. Jesus. Yeah, he was, yo, this guy was relentless in his pursuit of whatever the fuck he needed to do. Of happiness. Of, uh, yeah, let's call it happiness. Um, He shows up. He's like, yo, yo, there's going to be girls. There's going to be girls. Uh, yo, the guys are coming. And then next thing you know, bro, we're using my car. To go to a club. To go to a club. And I just turned 18. And um, yeah, so we get in the car. First of all, I'm with that Adam guy that I knew, and he's with his soccer friends. And his soccer friends all are guys. all from the hood. All guys. All from the hood that I don't know, and they're all like, like quote unquote, like cool, cool, cool kids because they're older. Yeah. And they should be, yeah. they should, they shouldn't yeah. be hanging out and with And they start smoking cigarettes in your car and shit. <laughs> and they shouldn't be hanging out with 18 year olds. <laughs> you know, the, those type of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, next thing you know, we were in a car. I only knew one of the guy, which was, um, let's call him um, Bike. But, uh, and who was that in real life? Anyways, um, so I, I only knew I only knew one of the guys, and uh, we drive downtown. We get there. Uh, the first thing that happens, we get into the club. Um, I bump into one of my soccer coaches. Now, um, when you're 18 years old and you're um, don't have any sense of direction as to what it is to be a man, your soccer coach is the idea of what a man is because he's yeah. in his mid twenties. Yeah. He's uh somewhat good looking. He's uh, getting laid. You know, he's getting laid for sure. For some reason, for some reason, you know it. So he has the answer in his mind and uh, you look up to him and uh, I bump into my soccer coach. And next thing you know, he lines up some shots. He lines up some shots and uh, cause he sees me, he's like, yo, what the fuck? I like, I teach soccer and you're my soccer team and oh shit, let's get you drunk. So he lines up some, uh, some shots for me. And when you're in your mid twenties and you buy an eighteen year old like three shots, it means the world to that eighteen year old. You know? For sure, <laughs> for sure, bro. You know, like, I'm in the big boy club. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, I'm accepted. And then, um, so three shots in and whatnot, whatever. I'm drunk, okay. Like at the end of the night, I'm drunk. I don't know what happens in the club. Uh, we're walking towards my car towards Your the end of the dad's night. Dad's car. My dad's car towards the end of the night. And I'm with the, the, the bad guys that shouldn't be hanging out with 18 year olds. And um, I was woke enough at that time to be like, I can't drive. 
Like that's the that's only, woke. That's woke as fuck. That's woke, ladies and gentlemen. That was the only woke shit I did that night. Yes, ma'am. So um, I'm like, yo, I can't drive. And then one of the older guys is like, yo, bro, I got this, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, you know what, man? You're older than me, so it must mean that like you understand, understand. life better and you're more responsible than yeah. I am. You could definitely grab my keys and drive my dad's car, man. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so I give this guy the keys, a guy that I don't even know, really. Um, we start driving, bro. Next thing you know, I'm sitting in the back middle seat. So envision me. I'm I'm in the middle of the back seat. There's one pussy wall of them to my left, one pussy wall of them to my right, and two guys in the front, two older guys in the front. <laughs> this dumbass I was driving... <laughs> He looks back. You know when you look back to your right to see to check your blind spot mm. before you're about to change lanes. Mm -hmm. So I I could see him in my drunk state. I see him looking <laughs> right towards my right shoulder, like staring there. But he stared for like five seconds, <laughs> just like like a dumbass looking there for five seconds. When we're driving at like sixty <laughs> kilometers an hour, you know, <laughs> like with a dumbass look. And I vividly imagine him. Next thing you know, bow, we hit no. another we we hit another car. The car in front of us hits another car. Shit. So this is, it went boom boom. This is not on the highway. No, this is not on the highway, but this is like a, a speedy street. We're drunk Boulevard. in Montreal. Let's keep it moving, kind of street, you yeah. know? Let, let's let's roll at like 60 or 70 kilometers an hour. Bro, boom, boom. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Bro, we hit another car. The first thing I do, I reach over my friend who's on my left and I open the door to the backseat left side car. Shut the fuck up. The two older guys that are in front, the guy, the guy at the right wing convinces the guy that's that just drove and smashed into the car in front run, of us run <laughs> listen to this for sure run he's like put your legs on the on the on the steering wheel and push yourself back as i'm leaning over my friend to step out of the back seat he puts his feet on the steering wheel and pushes himself back to my middle spot okay so it kind of looks from the outside's perspective there's nobody in the driver's seat and there's my drunk ass stepping out. My 18, my ass, I just turned 18 year, year, years old, is stepping out drunk. They're like, first thing that the people in the front cars say when they see the whole scene, they're like, he's drunk, he's drunk, call the cops. That's all I remember hearing. For sure. So they see a scene where there's nobody in the driver's seat. There's my drunk ass like trying to understand what happened. And um, and the cops pull up, man. The cops shut the fuck yeah, up. The cops. The pull cops. Up. How were, much time like after? I, 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 yo, I lost sense of time, but like I, we were downtown, so like cops were there like instantly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a three car collision, cops are there instantly downtown. The the cops are there, and um, parents are still sleeping. Parents are sleeping. Parents have no fucking idea the car is <laughs> not even there. <laughs> the parents have no idea the car is not there. Anyways, uh, people are arguing, whatever, whatever, whatever. The guys, the older guys convince, as I'm like talking to, I'm, I'm, I, my drunk ass is trying to like talk to- The cops. To, to the cops and to the victims, which was a huge <laughs> mistake. 
the guys, the <laughs> older guys, the older guys convince everybody to run away. Cause the cops, of course, were, yeah, the cops were pre- preoccupied with my drunk ass trying to yeah, explain. Which is like you're you the owner of the car, really. Yeah, like it's your I'm, dad's yeah, car. yeah, it's my dad's car, so I'm, I'm the owner without a license. So the guys they run away, <laughs> they run away, and uh, yeah, bro, I get I get put into the back seat of a cop car with handcuffs on my hand as a brand new eighteen year old uh, young man, and uh, we drive to the cop station, and it's the cop station on Guy. On Guy and like uh, René Lévesque, like that one. I don't know if you. you Guy and René Lévesque. It's like. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, not Guy and René Lévesque. Guy and Saint Catherine, no. No, I, I, I think you take it Saint Catherine, but it's lower down. It's actually lower down. It's René Lévesque. The one beside McDonald's is Saint Catherine. No, it's not that one. Okay. It's not that one. Anyways, so we we pull up, bro, and uh, all I remember saying the whole ride. I was like, I didn't drive. I didn't drive. Because back then when you're 18 and you just came out of high school, it wasn't cool to snitch. So I knew that that, that rule, like to not snitch. But now thinking about it, bro, I should snitch on this bitch ass. For bro. sure, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the hard, the hard lesson. Yeah, so I was just like, yo, I didn't drive. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And then the guy that took my fingerprints down, um, I, I remember telling him, bro, I didn't drive, I didn't drive, I didn't drive. And I was looking at him as a brand new virgin ass 18 year old boy mm-hmm. who barely had hairs on his balls. Yeah. And but be like, bro, way too much alcohol. In yeah, his way too much alcohol in his system. Like, bro, I didn't drive, man. It wasn't me. And then uh, he, he walks me towards the, the jail cell that he was going to throw me in. And it was, it was like a community jail cell with like a bunch <laughs> of other fucking, I think, homeless people slash. People who got in trouble. And then I looked at him. I'm like, bro, <laughs> please don't put me in there. <laughs> I looked at him like, yo, you cannot. As a young boy, really. You I, thought you were a man, but at that moment, you realized no. you were a boy. No, no, no. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because the most terrifying thing to me was when I was filling up the application form to like get into the prison or the, the, the jail cell. The it's not a prison. It's a jail cell or whatever it's called. It's a jail. Was, w- w- yeah, it's a jail. It, it's for the first time in my life, I had to uh, write that I was an adult and not an a, yeah. a, a adolescent. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that was the first time in my life. Yeah, yeah. I was freshly, freshly 18 years old. Yeah. Like I had no idea what it was, what it meant to be an adult. Yeah. So when I had to like check the check mark of like, I'm an adult, that's when it hit me the most, yeah. you know? You're like, yo, I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this thing is still recording. Um, And then... Yeah, he brings me to the to the community cell. I'm like, yo, bro, please don't put me in there. He's like, okay, bro, you know what? He actually felt bad for me. And he's like, I'm going to hook you up. He's like, look at you, little boy. Look at you, little boy, with your fat ass with no hair on it. <laughs> boy, I'm going to bring you over here. He's like, follow me. <laughs> no, but, put um, you in the woman's cell. <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't put me in the woman's cell. But he did put me in a presidential oh, presidential suite, all exclusive. Your own bathroom. Yeah, my own bathroom. Because you had to share a bathroom with a whole bunch of homeless. Yeah, that would have sucked. That bro. Yo, bro, for your little fucking virgin boy <laughs> ass. <laughs> damn, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> so he put me in the presidential suite, which meant one bathroom, one brick of a bed. A brick. It was. It wasn't even a bed. It was. Um. You, you know the those those um those like uh, seats that you see in the park, like um. Benches. A bench. It was a fucking bench, as a bed. 
it was a bench as a bed. <laughs> Luckily for me, I was drunk enough to like fall asleep. For on sure. It. And then yeah. you wake up in the morning. And then I wake up in the morning. Oh, bro, listen to this. No, no, no. Listen to this. this is the worst part. When you wake up, you're like, right? wait. Yeah. yeah, bro. Waking up in a gel cell, you're shocked, bro. You know those nights when you get drunk, you're like, where am I? When yeah, you wake yeah, up. Sometimes you wake up, you're like, wait, 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 wait. What is this? Where am I? Yeah, you're like, where the fuck am I? And you wake up and you're like, takes you like 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. And then you realize. And right away you go to. My your little boy ass is in a jail cell. I didn't pass go. I didn't pass go. I'm in the cell. My little boy ass is in gym cell. Yeah. So, so that's exactly what happened. And then the worst part about it was that my auntie and my uncle oh. were visiting from Iran. Oh. And, and my uncle and my dad came to pick me up oh. at the jail cell. Fucking uncle, fresh off the fucking fresh off the flight to Canada. Plane. Like, oh, this is Canada, very nice. <laughs> and then, okay, well, guess what, bro? The little home is doing time inside, bro. Yeah, because he's too reckless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, man. So I had to spend like, well, I didn't have to spend. My dad, man, I can't believe now. Like, I was thinking about this now. I was like, bro, if my son cost me like five grand or seven grand of like lawyer fees and like fixing the car fees. Oh, you went to, you paid lawyers. Yeah, I had to pay lawyers and go to Really? Bridge. Yeah. I got acquainted, luckily. But bro, I, yo, I have, a, I have a story. I used to, um, like I used to like, uh, like I was broke. Like I was maybe like uh, 17, 18, broke, broke, broke. I used to like uh, go to uh, winners mm. and like uh, just like rob shit. And uh, at some point, I was like 18, freshly off 18. And I remember I had like a, my, my, my driver back then. I was like, yo, let's go to the winners. I'm going to steal some shit, whatever. So we step out of winners. I was like kind of just wearing the shit that I stole, you know. And I was walking to, uh, like I stepped out and I was going to go into like sport expert <laughs> to like rob some other shit. And then the guy that was like undercover at winners steps out, fucking arrests me, puts me inside. Up, upstairs with the with the police and shit, and uh, I was eighteen, freshly eighteen, same same thing as you, and um, told the uh, parents got a fucking letter at the house, and then I went to the fucking court in the morning, and then I gave my name to the security, and my parents were so pissed, bro. My parents were so pissed. I had written a little speech to say in front of the fucking judge, you know. My dad was like reading over it, you know what I'm saying. And uh, we get to uh, the courthouse, which is on uh, in the old port in Montreal. Get to the courthouse, and he's like uh, the security guard, who basically like tells where everybody to go. He's like Adel Kazi, Adel Kazi. He's like, no, uh, you're acquainted. You're 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 good. I was like, uh, what? Like you know, just. I think there was too many people at the courthouse. Yeah, they're like, fuck this guy who stole yeah, a fucking like, t-shirt. fucking shirt? Get the fuck out of here. And the craziest thing is that, like, uh, maybe like two years ago, my, um, one of my bandmates, his sister, is going out with a guy. What guy? The security guy? Who's going out with a guy who is head security at Winners. And he tells me his job is to just arrest people like me when I was, like, 18, you know? And I'm drunk at a bar with this guy. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's a great job. <laughs> you know? Oh, he had no idea. Nah, bro. Well, now probably he will. But like. If he watches this shit. Yeah. Which I doubt. Which I doubt. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Any fucking. Crazy ways. stories, man. I already got. I already got. Uh, my friend was. Uh, stole his uh, mom's. Uh, mom and dad's car. 
to uh, for us to go to a club downtown. We go to the club. He's too high on cocaine and way too drunk. He's driving on the highway on the 20, and he's trying to... Uh, there's, like, a, a fork for, like, two different exits, and he's trying to uh, go past a car, but doesn't go fast enough, so hits the middle, right? On the no, passenger you're side. you're in the car? Me, I'm in the car. Passenger seat, bro. Hit, boom, right there like that. The car... Starts fucking up. This guy has no license. We're both fucking drunk. We're like, step out of the car, start running on the highway. Start running on the highway. There's a, a parking lot of trucks. So we go under a truck uh, to hide. And then we call fucking uh, one of our boys. Rico. Rico. We call our boy Rico. <laughs> and we like, go, pick us up. He's like, where? I'm like, you go on the highway. You're going to see people under a truck. And then we run, we're waiting for my boy, and then the driver is like, yo, I forgot my fucking Glock, bro. We're in Canada, okay? What There's the no fuck? guns, okay? Guns aren't legal. This guy, okay, steals his mom's car, has a gun in the front seat. We start running away from the car. We're maybe like a 500 meters away from it. Decides to run back to the car to take his Glock, And I don't know what he did with it. Like, I don't know what the fuck he did with it. I was... Shit, right now, just talking about it gives me an anxiety attack, man. Shit, just talking about it right okay, now. Yeah, I thought my story was bad. That's a crazy story. That's fucked, bro. It's fucked. Anyways, uh, that's what it is, man. Fucking the pool boy show. Uh, sign up. Sign up. Log in, baby. We're here all night for your ass. Eventually, we're going to do live streams. Live streams? I'm not sure, bro. Yeah, us going live is probably a bad idea, but um, we probably have all kinds of crazy stories. Mm. But we need to do, like, more... Maybe we need to, like, actively do more fucked up shit so we have, like, more fucked up stories to, like, say. No, I think maybe we should just... Um prepare shows man yeah okay yeah this is what i was gonna ask you do you like should we should we have like topics to go through you know what i mean i have a couple of topics here okay first of all yo, <coughs> have you ever heard of gloving up no gloving up no. gloving up it's like um it's like uh to uh you know when you have sex with a girl you know you put a condom yeah but gloving up is like a it's like a finger condom mm-hmm Okay. To uh, basically just finger women. Okay, so are women uh, considering hygiene when it comes to finger blasting? Well, I f I feel it's just like uh, oh, uh, uh, people are having sex with God knows who these days, and uh, so frequently that you can't even finger a woman without uh, catching an STD. I guess it's weird because like like I do notice that the society has become hypersexual. But I feel like it's like half of society or like three quarters of society is like hypersexual or like, and then the other half is like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like I see extremely good, like girls that are gorgeous dime pieces that are just refuse to like engage in all this. And I see guys also that are just like, bro, what the fuck is all this shit? Like, I feel like lover boys and like lover girls are getting the, 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 the short end of the, yeah, the stick. Yeah, the short end of the stick. I, and, and, and this is what I was wondering I was like sh Should the girl embrace the toddy inside of her And should the guy Bring out the player inside of him 
I feel like if you're not that person. I feel like if you're not that person. I feel you know? like it's when you're that age, it's hard not to be that person, you know? What like, age? Like that adolescent, not adolescent, but like in university age. It's yeah. just like it's convenient for everybody to be a toddy. To be a toddy. To be a whore. It's convenient for all parties involved. All parties involved. Everybody's trying to fuck in university, you know? Yeah. But then you start having a life, you start growing up, you start like paying taxes, and you're like, shit, maybe I'm not like trying to fuck all these people, you know? Yeah, like, like I feel like I've categorized it this way. I have friends that are dogs. They'll fuck anything. I have guys that, guy friends that are certified, what I call certified lover boys. And there's also another section of a society that I don't think I have friends in that section. And it's just like people that just don't fuck with anybody. Like, like people that are just home or like nerds or like, People that are like uh, borderline, like fuck everything. Yeah, like antisocial. Antisocial, uh, like I'm not gonna fuck with this. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I feel like I. Yeah, I feel like I've always been kind of an awkward. Like it's always been awkward for me to just like fuck. You know, I realized th this about myself recently. I realized that not really recently, but like in the past couple of years, I realized I'm actually I have to like a girl. Yeah. I have to actually like her. Yeah. And and I felt the pressure as a 20-something-year-old when, like, um, there was a girl that was down. And, like, my friends were like, yo, bro, yo, the girl, yo, bro, bro, she's down now, bro. But, like, I wasn't down. Yeah. And then I would commit to it. Exactly. And, and it was... Feel so, unhappy. I was so disgusted. Unhappy, yeah. I was like, I did something yeah. I didn't want to do. Yeah, exactly. Just because of the societal pressure yeah. of, like... Bro, I remember, man, in fucking... Like, we always talk about, like, all guys wanting pussy and shit. Like, I remember in elementary school, man, and beginning of high school, like, women were so much ho more horny than I was, you know? Like, I remember in elementary school, like, girls were trying to actively take my pants off, man. And I was running away from it. I in, was scared. In high school, I was a pussy too, bro. Like, there was girls, like, trying to play with my dick yeah. in class. Yeah, and I was like, oh, no. Girls were so much more um, emotionally and like physically, I guess. Yeah, just like more, more mature, like, just like, like way more they hormones. were they were more uh, further along the line than men were or guys were or boys, I mm. should say. Um, man, yeah, girls that were that had lost their virginity and they knew everything about sex because somebody had piped the shit out down out of them. Yeah, exactly. And exactly, like exactly. I had no idea what that was, and yeah, I was yeah. like fourteen years old, and this girl wanted to play with my dick in class, and I didn't get it. Bro. Yeah. And, and, and I remember, but, like, what, like I think, like, one of my older cousins was like, bro, you have all these women. Like, trust me, you'll regret it. Trust me, you don't <laughs> do Trust me, bro. You, you'll regret it. Once you start having beard on your face, you start smelling like shit, bro. These women's not going to want you. And it's true. Like, when I, when the, when the boys start getting horny, the women are just over it. The women are like, I want a fucking Prince Charmant. I want to, uh, you know, I want a fucking... Uh, king you know what I'm saying it's weird man like I, I, doing the interviews I've also noticed that girls say an answer that of what they want to be perceived and they act in complete like contrary to what it is that they're saying so they'll be like oh I want a guy who's like emotional and who like expresses himself and like he's like so open with like how he feels and like <laughs> like he's really attached to like all like his emotions and it's like, every time I, it's like, I talk about this with guys, it's like, every time you open up or you're like, 
the girl like dips right away, bro. She like, <laughs> she like runs away, bro. And You're like, oh, a loving relationship. Thank God, cause me as a boy, I've had so many problems with my dick. Peace. <laughs> you mean you're not gonna fuck me, bro? For um, okay, yeah, but this is what I was thinking about. Okay, my dick has like not worked as well as like lately? it used to. Lately, yeah, just like but in general, like I used to like. I used to be like always hard, you know. Um, you, I used to be always hard. You, you know what it is? It's alcohol, cigarettes, and like drugs. I think it's mostly the cigarettes, man. Yeah, the alcohol too, for sure. That's why you should switch up to vape, bro. Don't fucking sell I'm gonna, me your vape juice. I'm gonna you fucking, fucking yo, Envy sponsor me. Why? Why? Why is there laws? Why against, are we still talking about this, Envy? Why is there laws against vaping? Like you can't. Yo, uh, advertise vaping, but like, bro, you want those fucking jokes, bro? Fucking smoke. In Quebec, juice. there was like, uh, you used to walk into a convenience store, and like, uh, they used to be like, you know, cigarettes behind the counter, and then like, the Quebec government was like, yo, that's like uh, bad publicity, so like, now we want like uh, the cu- the cigarettes to be covered, so like, uh, every like convenience store put like a thing over their cigarettes, so like nobody could see the cigarettes anymore. But now you know what they put as advertisement on the fucking flaps to cover the cigarettes. Alcohol and lotto tickets! <laughs> Fucking crazy! It's nuts! <laughs> Fucking nuts, bro. I can't believe it, bro. They stopped selling cigars here because they're like, oh, strawberry flavor that resembles the fucking candy. You know? That's nuts. Nuts. Nice, nuts. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. Did I tell you when I went to Chicago, okay? They made us, um, they obviously made us pay for a fucking test to go to Chicago. And then, uh, there yeah, was, this was recently Last this, week yeah. Same shit, bro And then I get, I get back in They're like, yo, pe- yo, tests aren't a fucking Tests aren't a thing anymore I'm like, I just paid 500 bucks For my goddamn test <laughs> I just paid 500 bucks For my fucking test Don't tell me it's not a thing anymore I'm on the radio Coming back from Vermont With my puppy It's like, breaking news Tests are not a thing anymore I'm like You better be Kidding me so there's these private entities that like they'll charge you for to doing a test but then like we did our test because you have to do it like three days before your flight so we were there for four days so on day one we don't do the test day two we do the test and then we visit like two stadiums packed one football game which was 70,000 people at the football game where was this? Calgary? Yeah, this is Chicago this Chicago. Is Chicago and then 70,000 people to watch the Bears game and then uh, 25,000 to watch the Bulls game so I do a test only to visit these two packed stadiums as a protocol. And then somebody's making a cut out of this only to fly back home after I've visited essentially 100,000 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when, when you go back home, you have to take a test. <gasps> you, you have to take a test. To leave Canada, we had to take a test and pay a hundo. When we got it to America, there was obviously some options that were like fast paced that we had to pay. But we figured out a way to find one that wasn't paid. But if not, we would have had to I feel to like it's... Isn't it the other way around? Like to go... Because I went to Vermont last week and I feel like I paid a PCR test or whatever. Yeah. Like a you drive-thru. Paid. It was a drive-thru. It was a drive-thru. We couldn't this go... This woman comes... You park. You just roll down your window. And this woman Shh. sticks a thing up your fucking nose. And a finger up your ass. And tells you, have a good day, buddy. Hey, buttercup. Have and, a good day. And let me see that ass one more time. Hey, bro. yo, let me see that fatty. Get out of here. Slash your butt and be like, get yeah, out of here. Get the man. fuck out of here. Little virgin boy. <laughs> like, what? You even have a license? Yes, I do. Fuck out of here. But we were the in PCR a PCR gang. We, yo, 
we, we were trying to get a PCR test. But isn't it to go to the States? And isn't it to come back to Canada that you need to have the test? The, the we, we, Okay, no, to leave the country, we had to do a test. We, we paid a hundred bucks to do a test. To leave each. the country. Each. Because I paid a hundred, I, I, I paid like a, a hundred, a hundred and fifty. That's because my fucking tech Gucci. Okay, okay, you had the Gucci, Gucci test. test yeah. You had a, yeah, you had the Gucci test. We did the regular test, the peasant you test. Bitches. Okay, we paid a hundo. We paid a hundo. And then we got there, and then we're looking online, and then um, there's obviously some costly ass like private private entities, private entities, which is I feel like it's legit a nurse that sets up a website. Yeah. That's like I could do your test yeah, at yeah, my yeah, place. Yeah. Well, you know for what it is. Five hundred dollars. You know what it is. Like when I went to that drive through on Wellington get tested i was like how did these people have the right to do this and i'm like bro it was like this arab hustler woman who's probably not even a nurse who probably just, was just aware of the, the, the loopholes you know and the loopholes and yeah. the permits yeah she's like i'm gonna make money i'm gonna fucking shove a fucking stick up people's nose and for a hundred dollars a fucking piece 250, 250 a piece yeah too much Two feet a piece for the Q-tip in your fucking nose and shit. Yeah, to get it's like, bro, listen, let's be honest. The cost of your test is probably two cents. Yo, did you hear? Uh, today I saw on the news this uh, woman uh, who was like CEO of a huge company that did uh, basically uh, claimed that they were able to run millions of tests per day for COVID. And it's uh, the company's called Theranos. And the founder is Elizabeth Holmes. And this woman, okay, was praised. Elizabeth Holmes was praised a couple of uh, months ago. Uh, she was on Forbes cover. Uh, she was on Fortune cover, you know, uh, being praised as this female entrepreneur who was uh, changing lives and changing the way tests were being done and, you know, saving lives. And her company was estimated at $9 billion. Nine billion dollars. Okay. Nine billion dollars. Recently, I'm not sure how too long ago, but I saw this today on the news. Uh, she um, she uh, has been uh, accused of uh, uh, basically falsifying uh, uh, tests. Uh, tests or like basically her company di didn't do what uh, she said it would, it, it would you know. Uh, so she embezzled money, na, 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 and she was in business with her husband, who was, who was this Arab dude. I'm not sure what his name is, but as soon as these both of these guys are being prosecuted right now, and like she had her court date, whatever today, and like she was like explaining to the jury her situation, and she was like, "I got abused by my husband. He raped me. I got abused by my husband. He raped me. Her husband also is still is also being charged. You know." Husband obviously denies the allegations. I'm not sure how true all of this is. You know what I'm saying? If you're dating an, uh, an Arab billionaire, you know, you might probably get raped. You know what I'm saying? But it's crazy how quickly she switches on it, you know? She's like, uh, you know, just to defend her status, you know, she's going to start saying her husband abused. And, and I'm not sure what the fucking story is and what's going to happen of it, but... This shit's symptomatic, man. Yo, you know what's fucked up? Is that when I was doing the interviews, it seemed like, like obviously, like, um, girls like some sort of uh, aggression when it comes to uh, the bedtime. You know? Some. Some, some, okay? And uh, what I was thinking about is, like, and I have friends or, like, 
people that I know of or like people that I interview that are like, yeah, girls are like, you'll beat the shit out of me. Like when, yeah. we, when, when we go to the bedroom, you know, and I, I notice how easy it is for a girl to just switch up. Like if, if you were to accept that, um, that offer to hand a beating, to hand a beating to a girl who deserves it. <laughs> Ooh. To a girl that's like she likes she likes rough sex, okay, yeah. whatever. Okay, if there's consent, I guess there's quote unquote nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but how easy it is for a girl to just flip the switch and did you evolve? Did you evolve into a victim? Suing ass motherfucking bitch. Did you evolve into a victim and be like, you know what? I don't like how you treated me lately. I'm gonna switch up on you. And actually, the whole rough sex that we had. It feels horrible to my stomach right now. Yeah. You're a fucking rapist. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys who are like decent good guys who are pulling the short end of the stick when it comes to dating are guys who like respect themselves and are like, yo, you know what? I'm not going to fucking risk my fucking life for a bitch who likes a rough house. You mm -hmm. know? Like, okay, I can rough it things up. But when a big girl's like, yo, punch me in the face. Yeah, you have to draw the line yeah. and be like, "Yo, I had a girl." Uh, no, I had a girl uh, spit in my mouth once when we were having sex, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, ow, oh shit," you know? I was like, "Not sure how I feel about that." And I she probably felt my dick. Shrink in her vagina, you know. Oh yeah, I was like that. Eh? As soon as she did that, I was like, "It's not." It's I'm going home. <laughs> like that, bro. It's not a good look, but like, but this is the thing, okay? Like, I hate to say it like this, but because I know there's like so much. Say it the way it is. It's so hard to explain because. I think girls like listen to rap music and they listen to like these like alpha guys like like talk shit online or like yeah. on musics and they want to be a boss ass bitch and and they want to do what like alpha guys are doing to like to, to guys but I don't think it's a good like it doesn't work man like like girls that are trying to be masculine yeah well bro it's there's like there's like this joke it's like uh it's in, like in France in France, it's like the the girl who just hangs out with too many too many guys, too many guys, you know. some but for real, bro, there there are those um, those hood girls that like uh, the the only means to survival is uh, by imitation, you know, you know, because these guys are so toxic out here. These guys are so toxic that the only way a woman can feel safe is by matching their toxicity, you know? Oh, yeah, it's like that, eh? But yeah, bro, like, uh, it's easy it's, to... It's weird, man. It's, 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 it's easy to just be like... Uh, because, because, because at the same time, it's like I, I see where guys are hesitant into being their masculine selves because society tells them that it's bad to be a man. Society, like, told them, like, after the whole Me Too thing, I think it shook a lot of guys. I think it shook a lot of guys and guys didn't know Even how to me, act. bro, I was like... Did I ever do something? Bro. <laughs> I was like, wait. The Me Too, I think, like, bro. It was awful how girls were getting treated. There's no doubt about that. I'm like, I'm saying there was definitely guys that that pushed the limits of what you can do and like what was appropriate. Yeah, and God bless, like, bro. These guys, man, are 
have always been toxic. You know, when I started, like when I, you know, I've always been making music, you know what I'm saying? And I, I was always like into hip hop and shit, you know? So when I started like making music and like making a, a real uh, career out of it, I was like, am I going to be a fucking a producer producing beats for all these fucking sexist uh, alpha males? Okay. You know? Am I going to beat that? Am I going to do that? You know? Nah. I'm not going to do that. You know, I started a band and, I, and, and, and our message is positive. You know what I'm saying? So disassociated, you know? And now you see all these record labels with artists that are like sexist and get, getting dropped off their label. I done drop them. I dropped them years ago. You know what I'm saying? People are just realizing this now. It's ridiculous, bro. It's always been like this, bro. <laughs> Hollywood finds a way to excuse these types of behaviors. Like, it's no, ridiculous. I definitely think it's fucked up if a girl goes for an interview and next thing you know, she's getting approached sexually. I think there's definitely something yeah, like fucked up. Yeah, in the music industry as a woman, bro, like, I've seen women do sound checks. Like, we do a show together and she does her sound check before or after us. And the way that the sound tech or the tech, the it's team that the, t- speaks to me. Versus the way they speak to her. If I come on stage and I tell them exactly what I need and I'm fucking a boss-ass bitch, they'll respect me. If a woman comes on stage and does the exact same thing I did, she'll be, like, seen as a threat or this or that, you know? Which I find is unacceptable, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to all these women doing this, 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 because... I'm saying music industry because that's all I know. But shout out to all these women and fuck all these uh, shitty sound techs that are like uh, making your life just harder than it is. You know what I'm saying? Bro, like I- I've seen women come into venues like, you have beautiful eyes. Shut the fuck up, beautiful eyes. Plug my microphone, you fucking bitch. There's a bit of that. There's definitely that. Like, like it's not for no reason that the Me, Me Too movement happened. Exactly. There was definitely this, some mistreatment and some things that weren't supposed to happen that happened to women, okay? And that still do happen. That still do happen to, to this day. But I think that the people that, the, the guys that were actually the most pushed back from that movement are guys who are actually uh, emotionally more in tuned with their behavior and like how they treat women that took a step back. You know what I mean? And I think that's what fucked up a lot of it. Yeah. Like, for for well, guys and because- for girls. Because girls are like, what the fuck? How come guys aren't like approaching me like they used to? Like girls complain about the fact that like guys are like pussing out when it comes to just approaching them. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like I remember throwing house parties and the littest people at the house party were the women, always. Like and I'm 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 not saying that's a bad thing, but you know what I'm saying. But like when the when when the guys feel like they're walking on eggshells, you know, you told me this already once, like uh yo, I like coming to your parties, man, but I feel like uh I'm walking on eggshells here. You know what I'm saying? Because because like the thing, the, the the thing about me is that like I was listening to comedians who were non PC early in the two thousands, and I realized the comedians comedians are valuable in society because they shine light into what's happening in the world with jokes, and I subscribed to that idea early on, and I saw the humor in the the society like evolving. And, like, they were poking fun uh, of a lot of things that were a problem and, like, uh, what was going on with, like, between, uh, like, females and males. And it shined a lot of light in, into it. And I think when we, we, we crossed paths during our party days was when 
the wave of PC had maybe overtook your circle and you thought that that was the 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 the, the consensus at the same time i definitely learned a, a couple of things you know like my objective is not to be offensive to people yeah that's of, not the, that's not the goal you know that's not that's not like, that's if not the goal if, of the if, podcast if, like, you know if, like, for example like one of my friends like um once told me like hey can you stop like uh, saying that saying that you know yeah. and i said yo my bad honestly like i and you know and i still think about it to this day you know like uh, how like uh, maybe uh, unconsiderate i was you know just like blah 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 cuz i come from a time where uh, maybe a lot of our insecurities were expressed this way just like blah you know it's like it's like it's like a random quote unquote joke but like that we could say it's a joke but like in reality it expresses a lot of like uh insecurities or this or that you know so thank god for that you know because like i'm out, i'm out here trying to learn lessons but but what were we talking about like um I, like saying a bad comment that's going to trigger somebody but the thing is the, like I get it I get it now because like I was thinking about it this way I was like yo let's say there's a guy who's like closeted about his sexuality that's at a party or that's in your surrounding and you uh, drop the word like um, like you don't even suck a dick you faggot ass bitch like, yeah you say the F word like, like faggot like by accident okay because you're just like you don't even associate the harm the, the harm and you don't even associate what that word means, means. Exactly. you're just uttering some words yeah. to express your dissatisfaction with a certain situation uh-huh. and then the person who's closeted about sexuality is like oh fuck i mm. feel horrible about the fact that i, I think dicks that are he delicious. could just that yeah that, he, that this guy who is fucking handsome just says this word and makes me feel like shit when and I'm a closeted gay. Not only that, he's hosting the party. He mm. is mm. the guy who's the mm. gatekeeper mm. of this social gathering. And now he dropped the F word. And now I feel horrible about the fact that, you know what? I may love dick, you know? Yeah. So that I think maybe, maybe I feel like penis is like a popsicle. Like I really just wanted yeah, it in my I mouth. Yeah, I love that shit, and and I've been holding back and suppressing my feelings for it. Yeah, because uh, I'm afraid of what people are gonna think of me or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think girls like step in and they're like, "Hey, don't say that," or like, "It's bad to say that because obviously they want the best for their friends and they want him to like come out." So I can see where. Um, well, not just girls, guys and guys, girls. G- yeah, guys and girls are like stepping up and being like, yo, man, don't say that shit because like there's some people that are struggling yeah, with that. Yeah, exactly. And, and I get it. I get it. Absolutely. I get it. I get it. And but, I absolutely get it. You know what I'm saying? And, and then as a guy, you're like, oh shit, I don't realize the meaning of the words that I'm uttering sometimes, you know? And, and, and that's when you should maybe take a step back and be like, yeah, maybe I don't need to use that word if it fucking like... Uh, tortures a guy internally if I'm saying those words. Like, I'm not going to say it just for the sake of saying it just because I, I have the freedom of speech and I can say whatever the fuck I want if it really hurts somebody that that much. But the thing is, 
people have to realize is that like it wasn't coming from a place of uh, maliciousness and like uh, exactly but at the same time it's not because you have the uh, privilege of not being affected by these words that you should just spew them around and i totally get it you know like i totally get that uh like you know this is where like uh and this is where what i think is interesting because you know coming back to like like what what uh like you know, like th those alpha males, you know, like that th that used to just like uh, thirst for the pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like when we were growing up, you know, those guys today, they're just, they're just, uh, they digivolved, man, into PC. You know, you think they did? Yeah, and they're still there, bro. I think they're still dogs, personally. I think I I think the guys that were actual dogs, like like what I call alphas, alphas are who are just willing to fuck anything at any time whoever it is i know guys like that you know um i think that but i know but what i'm saying is that like these guys are going to pretend to have like this uh this ethical thing about them where in reality they just want the puss yeah you know yeah some of them are so like, bro if 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 like the 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 combination i need to do to get into your pants is being a pc uh beta then the alpha is going to be a beta, bro. If, if being, if, you know, and I'm saying beta in the sense of like, uh, not alpha, but like, I'm just saying, bro, like it's not by putting all these restrictions socially that you're going to get rid of the bad people, bro. The bad people are going to find a way. They're sneaky fucks, man. They're going to find a way into your pants no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So don't get fooled by all these guys saying they're, they're nice guys when in reality they're, they're fucking pigs, bro. They're pigs. Yeah, it's a sticky situation, man. Honestly, mm. it's fucking weird. I got coming again. coming back to that fucking woman who got sued. Oh yeah, what happened? She's like, you know what? This guy raped me. Let's go back to that. So we, we like completely cut off. Yeah. So that. now, so now the guy's like, I. So the guy who's getting accused of rape, who's also getting accused of embezzlement and shit, you know? Yeah. Is like now being accused accused of rape. Obviously, he denies it. But I'm starting to wonder, like. Her saying that, is it just a way to uh, distract people from the real problem? Which is this woman fucking lied to millions of people, put and millions of people's lives in danger for money. And then Forbes and all these magazines are hopping on the bandwagon. You know what I'm saying? Like she's a woman of like, a, you know, a fucking CEO, fucking boss bitch. Nah, nah, nah. And now this woman, when she's putting in, uh, when she's put in front of a trial, is saying that her husband is the reason of the of of all of her problems. And I think that is symptomatic of a bigger problem, ladies and okay, gentlemen. Yeah, no, but this is the thing. This is the thing with society. Like, there, we we have to accept that. Yes, obviously, there's awful men out there, you know, that have like bad intentions and whatnot. But I think this is where the problem is: is that we have to also accept that there's horrible women also out there. That'll use yeah. their and Bro, this sexual. woman, this woman, <laughs> I was listening to an interview. She's, dude, she's a man. Like, she's not a man, but she sounds like a man. She's like a, like a, whatever, like a normal woman, like maybe in her 40s. But when she starts, she's like, it's our responsibility. <laughs> it's our responsibility to take so care of I'm like, of yo, you, you've got, you got them, you got them, them. You got them, you got that testosterone flowing through your brain, that yeah. rage hormone. It's Fox, bro. Anyways, coming back, let's go. Let's go through some stories here okay, that I got you here. Do one more uh, before I go to pee. I gotta um, here I got. 
Yo. Huh. There's a lot of rain in BC right now. Okay. And I was listening to the thing and it was like uh the 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 they're dikes. They're called dikes. And I was actually just wondering what the fuck a dike is really. Like they say uh Wilson Road Dike. Okay, I got to pee, bro. What what is it? Okay, now I'm going to blow up. Go pee, bro. Go pee, go pee. Okay, while Sam is gone, we're gonna we're gonna come up with the uh, with the jingle. The thing is, the thing is, yeah, let, let me just say like, the thing is like, um, we both have a, a very strong feeling as to what it is we want to say, but I don't I don't know if we're articulating it and verbalizing it and conceptualizing it. In a way that's deliverable to viewers, the, the, yeah, so you're gonna have to rewatch this and yeah, be hopefully, the judge like the, the the message gets across that we're actually pieces of shit. Right? <laughs> that we're actually pieces that of garbage. If you're listening to this, you hey, know. listen, we're pieces of garbage. It's okay if you're a piece of garbage at the house too. You know what I'm sit saying? Sit down and like it's hang okay. out with sit us. Sit down and talk about it. You know what I'm saying? That's something that society doesn't do these days. Is have a fucking conversation. Like, hey, how about we fucking talk about it? Hey, listen. Hey. I never had a fucking uh, I never had a Twitter account because I think Twitter is the most toxic thing that ever happened to society. You know what I'm saying? Are you are you are you fucking kidding me that like uh, you can't even like who follows a friend on Twitter, bro? Who follows a friend on Twitter? Come, hey, I want to listen to this person doing word vomit so I could fucking like this comment, bro. It's it's just, it's nonsense. They're all toxic, bro. Like if we're gonna go after Twitter, we Except might as well go after. You know what I think I'll is toxic? The non-toxic Patreon slash the Pool Boy Show, seven dollars a month. You support the show, and you motherfucking get exclusive content. You think this is crazy? We're gonna cut out a whole bunch of pieces that were fucking too crazy. Guys, honestly, if you're tired of hearing like filtered filtered out stuff that you see on YouTube. The thing is, YouTube is becoming more and more filtered, okay? When there's companies like, uh, let's the say- The Pool Boy uh, Show. Yeah, no, but when there's companies like uh, a baby company who wants to have run ads in the middle of your video and they're running ads, they're like, well, how come these guys are talking about this? How come these guys are talking about that? How come these, yo, I don't want, I don't want my ad be shown in this video. So YouTube is becoming a platform that is an amazing platform and I love YouTube, but it's becoming more and more filtered out. So this is why we're creating a, pa a Patreon is because we want to put out the complete raw footage experience. of our podcast and the experience of us hanging out together on there so that you guys see the unfiltered version. Because the truth is that there's less and less things that we could say on YouTube. And uh, as much as it's a great platform. That and hopefully us. our fans aren't trash white conservatives. Hopefully, actually, bro. Hopefully, not. No, wait, all wait, of wait, our wait, fans wait, 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 are going to be trash. I was afraid. White. I was afraid of or brown like, or black. I was afraid of a uh, far, a uh, far left uh, liberals who want everybody to watch what they're saying. I was afraid of them. I wasn't afraid of the right wing. Well, the those are never. Those are. Those, they'll never be your fans. They listen to John Oliver. And uh, fucking Stephen Colbert, that's what they do. I was I was concerned about the far left because I, I what I like about the right is that they actually listen to everybody else. Ah, 
it depends. Honestly, like, I think it's bad apples everywhere. Like bad apples. Yeah, there's bad right, apples bad everywhere. Apples left. But I don't even but, consume uh, myself. Extreme anything. Extreme anything is bad. And uh, shit. I mean, I am not conservative. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like, conservative I, or I'm not leftist. I, I, you know, we, like, I support so many uh, causes, you know, like uh, community causes, uh, things, especially during these times, you know, of, of strife and like, Put your money where, you, where your mouth is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I talk all this shit, but at the end of the day, I know I do community service. You know what I'm saying? Do you? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I do community service, of course. But not of course, but I, I started like uh, this month. Like right now. Like I started right now. Uh, what was I going to say? Do I have to refresh your computer when it's recording? You have to, you have to use my finger. Oh, uh, yeah, still going. Yeah. My, oh, yo. yo, I wanted to talk to you about something. Yeah, go. What's up, what's up? Where about the camera? Nothing? Okay, no, I was just going to say, if that red dot... It stops, yeah, yeah. It stops, it know. stops recording. Okay, go. I, um, I wanted to talk to you uh, about this because I think you know a little bit more about hockey than I do. But yeah. uh, I was listening to the news today to get ready for this podcast and God knows that didn't do shit. The, the, the hockey team, the Habs, uh, they're going through a little bit of a metamorphosis right now, right? They, they, uh, they fired uh, their the coach. GM. The, the GM. The GM and yeah. the coach, yeah. Oh, and, and, and the coach got fired too. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so listen, this is what I got. This is This actually, is word from my is, group chat. The coach got fired. I believe so, yeah. But this is word from we my group chat. We need a fucking uh, check, bro. Okay, I'll, I'll check right now. Because, listen, this, this coach, he's been in office for like a year. Yeah. That one year... He came in, in half, during half of the year. And for the first time in, I think, 20 years, the Habs were in semi, semi-finals. And the finals. They went to the finals last year. Finals, to, finals last year. Yeah. First time in 20-some years. Yeah. And now, these, these, the, the team is not doing so fancy this year. But now you're going to tell me that you're going to kick them out? After a year? Bro, there's something happening in that locker room that... Isn't vibing. You want me to tell you what's happening in that locker room? Listen to this, bro. I want you to pull this up, bro. This, this, uh, pull fucking, out my phone. this fucking, uh, 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 what I saw in the news today. It's like, oh, the team, they need, uh, they need more coaching. They need more spirit, bro. They brought this like eight year old kid to give a speech in the oh fucking locker rooms, bro. I'd be so and pissed. Bro, this, this, this footage, my guy, is. Like, you've never seen anything so cringe in your life, bro. Look, I'll show you right now. I'm going to put this on the screen for the guys at home to see it. But, uh... It yo. says, Canadian wisely fired Bergevin and spared Duchamp, which is the coach. Check it out. 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 Also, yeah, people are like, oh, yeah, the new variant. We're going to have to close the border and ruin people's lives. But we're doing it for the safety of the greater people. Oh, yeah. Like the same thing you've been doing for two years, huh? Hey, we're going to close everything and uh, ruin people's lives, especially the entrepreneurs. But don't worry about it. We're doing for this public service. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's. Oh. Oh. Check this out. Tonight. 
you could be one of the greats. Oh, it felt awesome just to be giving the speech and in the room with all the players, with like Jay Ravon and Mason McTavish and Tucker Robinson. It just felt so awesome to be in the dressing room giving them the speech. You were the chosen one. You were the years in the making. This is what they needed, so folks. Today we work home, get back home, Look at the mom on the right. <laughs> look at the mom on the right, bro. Look, look, know, look. But this guy's not oh, no. giving a speech to the Habs. He's giving a speech to another team. Look at this. Wait up. Oh. Anyways, bro. <laughs> I'm just like, is this where we're at right now, bro? Is this where we're at right now? Look at her. Look at her here. Look at the mom on the right. She's worthing the mouths, the, the words of her kid. Oh. She's a fucking crazy bitch, bro. All these kids, bro, putting their kids on camera like that. They're crazy parents, Okay, bro. yeah. The GM did get fired, but I don't think the, the coach got fired. Okay, so the coach did not get fired. No, he didn't get fired. Okay, and, thank um, God. And um, honestly, I don't know... I, I honestly think that as a coach, you know how we started this podcast and you addressed the fact that uh, we were nervous? Mm. That is what a leader does. And there's something going on in that locker room that the coach isn't addressing. Mm. He's like, honestly, guys, I feel like your dick fell off. And he's not saying it, mm. you know? And somebody has to go in the locker room and be like, guys, you dropped your I dick. I think it was that boy. I think that boy really changed everything Yeah, the but, Habs this season. But... You have the power to do whatever you want. Honestly, that wasn't the Habs. Like that, that kid was doing a speech at, a, at another locker room. But oh, it wasn't the Habs. Yeah, it wasn't the Habs. But there, there is something going on in the in the Habs locker room that needs to be addressed. And there's no big papa or big daddy who's addressing it. I think the person that played that role was Weber. Weber used to play that role, and he used to be like. Which is Weber, for those of you who don't know, was the lead defenseman and captain of the Montreal Canadiens who brought the Canadiens to a Stanley Cup Finals. That poor man was fighting a thumb injury or a knee injury, an ankle injury, all kinds of injuries, and he was just hanging in there because he wanted the best for himself and for his team. And then he had to step away. We got trade him? We, we trade no, him? No, he had to do surgeries, bro. He's like, bro, I need a thumb surgery. I need a knee surgery. I need an ankle surgery. His, bo his body was legit falling apart. And he was such a warrior that he was like, I'm just going to play. Even if I'm hurting, I'm going to play every fucking game. What a man. Yeah, he's what a, a fucking man. man. Man with cojones, you yeah. know? Something that we're missing in this, today's society. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. if I could grab one one of his testicles and implant it into my testicles, yeah, probably I probably be would. A I better probably man. Would. Probably I'd probably be a better, better man. man you know, sure. I wouldn't be here doing a fucking podcast. podcast so. Yeah, because we're broke. <laughs> Shit. But um, all this to say that there is definitely something fucked up going on in the locker room of the Montreal Canadiens and nobody's addressing it and they think that by firing the GM something's gonna change but the GM is in his office the whole time he's not in that locker room but what I, from what I've heard is that they, they created a new post they created a new uh... I think what happened is that um, Jeff Molson which is the rich ass motherfucker who owns the Molson owner, Beer yeah. Molson Beer if you've ever gotten drunk you've probably drank Molson uh, Beer for sure 
So he was a boss enough to be like, yo, I'm a fucking boss and I do what bosses do. I own the Montreal Canadiens and I'm going to fire the fucking I like GM. hockey, I buy hockey. I like hockey, I buy hockey and then I fire hockey. Yeah. So he told MB, uh, Marc Bergevin to get the fuck out of the office. And then he decided to hire two people instead of one in uh, at the head of hockey operation now what is hockey operation hockey operation i believe is like something um the position that overlooks all the positions or the players embarking in your academy when it comes to uh recruiting uh, talents mm. okay so he's like this job is not the job of one person Mm-hmm. He's like, this job is a job of two, two people. And that was revolutionary. And yeah, the whole, the, the whole game was like, oh my God, two people, not one person? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole industry was like, yo, Ooh, bro. This guy's a genius. We only got one position for yeah. this position. And he's like, you know what? Let's create something out of nothing. He wilded out. He's like, I want two, two. people for this position. Wow. Kind of like what uh, uh, Trudeau did when he's like, you know what? I don't care if the person is competent or what. It's 2015 and I believe that the cabinet should be half half Ooh. women, half women, half men. Yeah, and honestly, I don't care if you're competent or not. If you can't speak French, you can't fucking be here. Two languages. Two languages. I want. I want half men, half women because. Yeah. Because and half of those women need to be ha- have children, and half of those children need to be women. And obviously, the woman that I that I hire, I cannot be sexually attracted to because I have a wife back at home, and I have principles. I have values. I have values. So. Kind of what Trudeau did when he hired half woman, half men when it came to his whole surrounding yeah, 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 his squad, yeah, yeah. his gang, 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 yeah, yeah, gang, gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't like, yo, let PC. me see. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is that people bought into that shit. Yo, when, it was yo, beautiful. People, it, it sounded cool. Yeah, it, it sounded, sounded cool. so cool. It sounded cool. But then you like, realize oh, that this guy is ravaging the soil. Listen, listen, listen. This, destroying the land. Listen, uh. if it came down, like, 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 just go back to what it felt like when you felt vulnerable during the pandemic and you're at home and you couldn't see your families. Like, like go back to that place, okay? Now, wouldn't you want the most competent motherfucker to try to figure out a solution for that problem? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if it's a guy or a girl. If it was 100% girls, I'd be like, yo, if these are the people that are going to figure the fucking shit out, 100%, let's go. Yo, you know what's crazy, bro? Like um, uh, the the Quebec uh, uh, guy, the, the the Quebec top dog, the François Legault. Yeah. During the pandemic, bro, I never voted for him. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't really for everything he was saying. You know, when he was trying to get elected, because he was trying to basically buy into the whole voter basis of like you know racist white people. That's how he got voted in. You know, but like you know, his he, I don't think he's necessarily racist, but like he was so uh, he was a leader. You know what I'm saying? And when I was vulnerable, you know, during COVID, beginning of COVID and everything, I was like, yo, François Legault, man, you're doing a good job, my guy. Doing a good job. And I, compared to Donald Trump and shit like that, you know, I know it's not the same thing, but I, like, coming back to what you were saying, like, in that position, a lot of things slide, you know. I remember looking at the TV screen and being like, yo, what can I do to be, uh, to, to be part of this? Oh, got a quarantine. I was on tour, bro. I was on tour when they called like the the whole COVID uh, 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 inter- in the international pandemic. The mandate. I I was like in France, you know, and I I had to I was on tour and I had to take a, a plane people, back. People home. people know you guys in France. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Good we for were you like guys. 
like doing a little thing in France and we had to come back like real fast. And, uh, <laughs> and when we came back, uh, uh, we had to do two weeks out of town, like uh, a fucking, uh, yeah, yeah, you know? it. so we rented a cottage and brought the studio and like, yo, I came into town. I'd even say hi to my girlfriend, bro, straight, went into, went straight into confinement. Straight into I work. felt proud to be uh, fucking participating in the effort to uh, battle COVID. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I feel like things just got lost in translation a little bit. I feel like things that kind of Listen. like, like the whole, you know, uh, a nation is nothing without a common goal, without a common objective, without, you know, uh, 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 when a common aim, a common aim. And also a, a common compass of like ethical, what is right? What is wrong? And I feel like Donald Trump put a blur to all that shit. And it came all the way here, you know, especially in Quebec. When yeah. people are like fucking nuts in Quebec, bro. Some people, bro. But there's two things I want to say, okay? One thing is that uh, YouTube suppresses any talk about the whole pandemic situation. So I don't know if you want to add this segment into it because um, it's very triggering. Like uh, there's a lot of people on both sides. And um, there's people that lost people that are going to listen to this and be like, yo, these guys are not sensitive as to what happened. I lost people to this whole situation. But uh, I think we a comment... I'm, com I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying don't get vaccinated. I'm not saying, like, no, I'm double vaxxed, you know? Yo, I know you're double vaxxed, bro. Like, yeah, we're both double vaxxed. We both uh, did confinement. We did confinement a PCR test before coming into this garage. Yeah, bro, we get tested and everything. Uh, like, something I realized when interviewing people... Um, there was this one girl that was telling me that during the pandemic, they were doing, um, oh, fuck, I don't want to say the fucking P word, man. You're going to have to beep that out, bro. I'm so sorry. Pandemic? Yeah, bro. You have to beep it out. If you put it on YouTube, you're going to have to beep I'll it beep out. I'll beep every single word except pandemic. Okay. Because YouTube, <laughs> YouTube suppresses it. It won't show it to anyone. But anyways, all this to say that during the whole situation. Okay, yo, I said mandemic. Yeah, during the whole pandemic was while the Ronnie Warner was running. Um, this girl that I interviewed during uh, the Concordia interviews that you could see on my YouTube channel. The Concordia or the Concorona? Con <laughs> huh? Tell me, she sir. said she said that during the during the Ronnie Rona, um, they were doing underground parties. Yeah, bro. Listen, listen. I wasn't doing that. I was. I was at this home, is the thing. bro, nutting all this over This is myself. the thing, bro. I was nutting all over the place. <laughs> I was nutting all over the place on the couch. What do I do with myself? In my bed, on the, on the, in front of the TV, in front of my phone, nutting, 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 had nothing to do. Yo, that's crazy. And then these guys, bro, they're like, yo, we're throwing fucking secret EDM parties, bro. Yeah, EDM. All I want is, is your love tonight. <laughs> All I need is your love tonight. All I need is your love tonight. And all I was doing is coming by my own tonight. You know how much courage it takes to like go and sneak up behind a girl and try to grind with her during the fucking coronavirus, man, pandemic, pandemic, during the full blown Ronnie Rona, and you're just like trying to grind. You're like. You don't give a fuck, bro. You're like, yo. <laughs> You're really like, yo. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. You have to do this and have the PC code, the, the, the QR code. You know, the the code. Yo, yo, you start grinding and then the next thing you know, the girl's like, she kind of she likes it. So she's like, yo, QR code. You're like, yeah, QR code. Beep, beep. And then it's a match. And then, it's like, and then, all I need is your love tonight. You're like, whoa, this is so cool. 
All I need is your love tonight. Yo, I there's something about me that wishes I was more in the EDM scene. Yo, bro, I used but to, I don't know what it is I'm doing. I don't get invited to this shit, bro. Yeah, I used to get invited when I was cool, but, but listen, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. Like when I was there, I, all I was doing was selling Molly. That's all I was doing, selling Molly. I had lineups of people following me to to buy Molly, and I had people lined up, and I thought I was having fun. I wasn't. Stressed as shit. My friends like stop inviting me because I was like, "Yo, come to this party." Just like watch me sell drugs. Yeah, you're all stressed out. Yo, this is what I don't like about. All I need is your love tonight. Um. Yeah, selling uh, selling substance is a stressful uh, position. I I don't know. I'm not speaking as of uh, as if I know what that the, what that. Feels bro, like. we did what we 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 did what we needed to do to make to a little bit the of pan- money, the, man. To survive the pandemic. A little bit of money, bro. A little bit of money, bro. Sold fucking. The uh, thing is, um, I used to sell Tylenol to kids and pretend it was speed when I needed five dollars, five dollars to take the bus. I'd go to the pharmacy, rob a pack of pills, Tylenol, and then sell it to the guy. I'd be like, yo, wait up, my guy's here. I'd go to the pharmacy, rob a pack of pills, go see the guy, give him a pill, and he's like, I'd rub off the Tylenol off of it. Like, you like, scratch this shit? Half blue, half yeah, white. Yeah, and like, why are you scratching it? I'm like, oh, 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 uh, I don't know, but just start running. Just start running for $5? <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> what the fuck you think? Listen, listen. Adele, I don't know about you, but I may uh, need a job after this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know, but the, honestly, <laughs> part of the reason why, like, I I hollered at you to do this thing with me like, is I'm like, who the it. fuck else? <laughs> this guy has nothing, literally nothing to do. Weird, this guy has nothing to do. Self-employed or whatever you fucking call a broke guy. <laughs> whatever you call a broke guy, self-employed. <laughs> oh, bro. Listen. Times are tough too right now. Listen, listen. I wish I could say the same, man. Just bought a house. I can't believe you bought a house, bro. Yeah. Like, congrats. I Thanks, love this man. house. I told you before off air that I love the house, but I love Thanks, the house. Thanks, man. I'm trying to make the most of it. You know, we have a studio in the basement and uh, it's, a, it's a shared purchase. It's a shared purchase. It's a shared purchase. I'm glad that yeah. um, touring, touring seems to have worked out. You know what's crazy about you that I actually admire that I never uh, told you? Is that um, you never stopped, bro. You never stop making music. And uh, I remember when uh, we were in our early 20s. All I need is your love tonight. Um, we came over to your place and it was after... Um, obviously, we, 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 we hung out in elementary. You're talking I, about my place in uh, Codenage? Or yeah, yeah, the place in Codenage. Where and it was that, a grow house. Yeah. Yeah, it was a grow house. We were growing weed. <laughs> Um, and then next thing you know, high school, we kind of s- spent a little time together, maybe a quarter of the time of the whole, the whole high high school experience together. Cause you balance after a year, uh, you realize that our school was full of peasants and you're like, I need to get the fuck out of here. My parents were like, Yo, yeah, your parents definitely out. made the right decision. Cause my cousin went there and like my, par- my, my, my aunt and my uh, parents were like, I'm telling you, bro, the school was trash. They were they were onto something. I yeah. think they were onto yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I spent my high school in Dorval High School uh, before it became to us better because after we left, they like 
reconstructed the whole high school. They had uniforms. And oh you, shit, they had uniforms. Yeah. I was in, when I left, I had uniforms. When you went to your private school yeah. or semi-private school, yeah. they had uniforms. Yeah. But before that, my school, which is had no uniforms. It was all about the Gucci gang. No, bro. We went to a school where it's like exco. Not only that, but bro, like you would walk down the high school of older people, and they'd be like, "Yo, don't look at me. Look down." <laughs> like imagine going to high school, bro. Like and, and, and you're just walking around as a kid. With like no hairs on, no hair on your nuts. You're cool. And, 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 and another grown ass man who's probably way older than he should be to be in high school tells you to not look at him. Or if not, he's gonna fucking slap the shit out of you. Like, that's the type of high school I went to. Bro, I and, remember this one guy. He used to be called, I'm not gonna say it. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm not trying to get stabbed. I'm trying to get canceled, not stabbed. You understand? Finish your story. I'm sorry. No, but. That school was so fucked up and my boy Adele here escaped after a year a year being there. But I had to spend five years there to graduate from high school. And uh, it was tough at first. At, at, at f especially when we first got there, it felt like the culture of gangbanging and being in yeah. gangs was yeah. still very much present Yo, we were in like, high school. Yeah, Crips. It was bloods. That that stage was dying down. Like I know that stage was the, that that it um, was dying era. down. Yeah. yeah, that era was very much more alive during the eighties and the nineties. And there's if there's older people watching to this, they could probably uh, confirm that. But we were there in the somewhat early two thousands. Yeah. yeah, somewhat early two thousands where where that. That stage was dying down, but there's still be people that believed in the whole idea of gangs and like. Um, being part of a crew yeah. and uh, being gangster. So we experienced a little bit of that right before it died out. Because mm -hmm. after like, after I graduated and you graduated and like we became older, that whole stage I think died down from, from what, I, from what yeah. I think. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I experienced that whole thing during high school and it, um, it somewhat... No, I don't want to say scarred me, but um, it made Effect. me aware of the threats. Yeah. You know, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Of like, course not, bro. When, like some of the best, most uh, educative years of my life come from that time, you know? And it's funny you say like, oh, you always did music, bro. I like oh, yeah, don't, re don't remember it like that. Like I, 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 don't remem I remember it like... Like not telling anybody, like when I when I when I used to deal with people with like uh, uh you know for like uh, street shit or whatever, I would never you, say I made music. no no. Okay, I, 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 the I, reason the reason why you had to do street shit is because because the, the thing is that people are gonna watch this and it's the first time that they're gonna see you and they don't know who you are and they don't know your personality. Like like I know for a fact that you're fucking funny and you're just super chill, but people, oh, yeah, am I am I being too too raw right now? No, too, but the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, you might trigger some people and you might come off as a, a, just a guy from the streets because yeah, just, the thing is, the thing is, you had to do what you had to do to survive in order for you to pursue your dreams as a music artist. And I don't see anything wrong with that personally, but. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that say that they're like proud of what I've achieved, they say that. That's usually the comment that comes up. It's like the people that Bro, know me when I. You, you, you bought this house alone? 
No, I said it's a it's a it's a co cool property. Yeah, but but regardless, like you ended up buying a house off of music living, and touring. Yeah, yeah. M- music and touring, which is fucking crazy, bro. You know how hard that is. To yeah, do? and it's crazy that That's all so hard that to is do. about to disappear because of this podcast. All of that is about, about to, to disappear because of this podcast. But the thing is, um, no, we have to give credit where credit is due. Um, regardless of all your um, misbehaviors throughout your years as trying to make it as a music artist, you still ended up somewhat yeah. getting a house out of being an artist, which is fucking hard. Like I tried to be an artist, quote unquote, making shitty videos on my YouTube that doesn't get me paid, but whatever. I helped other clients create videos since 2018. Mm-hmm. And I've been living as quote unquote self-employed, which I'm almost at the edge of quitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just getting a job because it's too hard, bro. It's mm-hmm. too hard. Like, I don't, I like, I get it. Like as an artist, like everybody um, makes it sound so easy to just live your life as, uh, an artist or like pursuing your passion and mm. like they make it sound so um they make it sound easy mm. almost you know on youtube and you go and all this you know just follow your passion man yeah, yeah. it's fucking so hard first bro. thing you want to do is quit your job quit your job and follow fuck your passion a job quit your job and follow your passion it's fucking hard bro i'm in it right now like I have roller coasters of feelings. I have months where I'm on a sky because like I some, somehow ended up landing like five, five contracts. Yeah. contracts. I have another month where like nobody's knocking on my door. Bro. Yeah. Like, so I have roller coasters of feelings and um, a part of me wants to quit. Mm-hmm. You know, a part of me wants to be like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go get a job like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to conform to society and I'm going to mold into whatever the fuck you want me to be yeah, yeah, as yeah. long as I can fucking pay for, pay my, apartment for my apartment and for my <coughs> fucking food. But um, I'm at do the you, edge. Do you, feel, do you feel it's like a, you're, at, you're at the edge like financially? Yes, because. Ladies my, and gentlemen. No. Ladies but, and gentlemen. This man is on the edge. Okay. I'll tell you why. We need to. I'll tell you why. Fix something. I'll tell you why. We need to create opportunities for independent creators. And now is a perfect time to become a patron. Being a patron will offer you exclusive services to not only one, but two videos per week, including exclusive content and a whole bunch of trash. Guys, honestly, I don't know if this is ever going to see public eye, but... If ever you do want to support artists who are trying to be real and like say it as it is, consider subscribing to the Patreon. But um, I was going to advise us to not start a Patreon right off the bat, but but um, it might be necessary. But <laughs> <laughs> all this to say, <laughs> all this to say that, um, yeah, man, like I know everybody wants to live out the dream. I know everybody wants to live off doing what they they're passionate about but yeah. the, the truth about being an entrepreneur or, or, or an artist is that it fucking sucks for the most part bro. yeah it sucks for the most part and every once in a while you get to surface and be on camera in mm. front of like a state of uh, some people yeah and like you get to a little glimpse of dopamine that goes through your brain because 47 people liked your post uh-huh. that like <laughs> you're doing what you love <laughs> like i think it's not that i great. think it's come it's a question of monetizing it's a question of monetizing your art like like you said like this obviously we're not getting paid yet doing this 
you have contracts here and there. I go through the same shit you do. You know, sometimes I get contracts and sometimes I don't. And uh, thank God I have a semi-successful band, you know? Because <laughs> if not, like, I would be fucked. And you know what's crazy is that the band, it's like, besides being just uh, talented, there's so many people working behind the scenes, you know? No, they're Making sure I get the bag, you know? And thank God for these people. You, know? you guys have an agent or a manager? Yeah. Can you make sure you guys... We have an agent, we have a booker, <laughs> we have PR, we have... Uh, <coughs> we have the whole shebang. But, but, but Clay is like super involved. Clay is, uh, you know, he's the, he's the man. You know, he's uh, fucking... Uh, he's the doesn't way. take no for an answer. He's uh, he, always looking for the bag. He's so... He sounds like a super persuasive guy. He is uh, very, uh, like, real. Like, he's not gonna try to uh, convince somebody that's not worth convincing he's gonna he's gonna talk to the people who want to be spoken to you know what i'm saying he's not gonna be out there be like ladies and gentlemen you need to buy this thing right now because it's crazy but like he he uh you know it's it's he told me something at some point uh, that i thought was really interesting he's like yo we need to make a song and this was before we released going up the coast which is like our which is like basically the record behind me right now it's like a a golden record in Canada for a song, which is... Okay, for the people that listen to this, how many views or streams do you need to get a golden record? So it depends on, like, the country that you're from because it's, like, proportional to yeah. your demographic. Yeah. To, to your, yeah. But uh, in uh, Canada, I think it's uh, 10 million So you guys got... Yo, that's a lot of fucking streams. Holy or actually, shit, uh, I think it's, uh, it's uh, t- uh, t- uh, 20,000 f- sales. Mm. physical cells so like mm. I think a thousand streams is one cell okay but uh yeah what was I saying uh yeah that song he told me he was like yo bro we need to make a song and before the song you were nobody literally like, like garbage but uh he's like we need to make a song that not that, that, that not only we will listen to but that we could imagine the people listening to it meaning like we need to make song for a certain demographic like where are the people gonna be when they're listening to this song this is basically the thing. And I was like, I don't know, bro. Like us, we were on the road. I'm like, I don't know, traveling. So the whole video became about like, you know, us in a van traveling, kind of like van life shit. And we kind of like fucking, uh, it really hit a nerve, man. And it fucking worked. So I don't know. Advice is like, yeah, talent is great. But uh, just uh, uh, timing and putting yourself in the right position uh, you, you create your own big. luck because yeah. you, you, you're you're hammering at this craft, mm-hmm. not knowing if anything's gonna pop out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most frustrating thing as an artist or an entrepreneur is that you're hammering at this thing and you don't know if you're gonna make money out of it. Hammering like this, you mean? This and this both. Oh. You're doing both. That's you're, crazy. You're doing both. For the record, I am practicing no fap. I told you about this. No fap, and I'm trying retention. Which I think... What's the few, difference? Okay, so no fap is a, a trend online where men are refusing to watch porno because there's been studies that uh, say that it des- desensitizes men from women and it uh, reduces the amount of gray matter that 
that's in your brain. Now, what is gray matter? I don't fucking know. <laughs> but it sounds like a bad idea. If you yeah, were to tell yeah. me that. I want as much gray matter as I want. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds up. important. <laughs> sounds fucking sounds important. important. So if a fucking scientist tell me, yo, yeah, it reduces yeah, yeah, your gray matter yeah, in your yeah. brain. Stop touching your dick. Stop. Yo, yo. Yeah, stop watching the porn. No, no. No, no. The gray is matter thing. Stop watching yeah, the porn. The, no fap is stop watching the porn. Yeah. The main thing is stop watching porn. That's the main thing. Retention, you could probably make arguments for and against it. I like. So what's it. retention? Retention is mm-hmm. try not to nut. Oh. Try not to touch yourself. Oh. <laughs> so. So how long have you not nut? <laughs> not that long, but I do go like did you months. Not, like when you said you went to the bathroom earlier, did you nut? I actually peed, but uh. the longest I go is like I'll go like a month without like nutting, without touching myself. Nutting without nutting. If a a spe- no, no. If a special somebody comes around, she comes around. But if mm. she doesn't come around, I go with like I'll go like. So like a, when she comes around, she's like she's like she's like she's like wait hi. Up, I'm like what? Like, Yo! <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. She texts but, you. I'm here. You're like oh, I came already. Yeah. I'm like I'm good. You can go home. <laughs> I don't need Thank you. you. Thank you. I am an independent young man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No fab zone. No fab zone. PC. Let's go. <laughs> so, so you haven't nut in like five months. No, That's why it, you're no, no. Bitch. It's not that. It's not that. I'm joking, guys. <laughs> joking. No fab. I've been practicing for a minute. Um, which is a minute. I mean, like two years. I've been trying not to watch porno, but. To be um, completely transparent with uh, the audience, every once in a while, like every like once every like three months or six months, I'm like, what is it like to watch the porno? The, the, the titties on the, uh, on the like, screen. Yeah, well, like, what is it like? I forgot what it's like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, pee on my desktop <laughs> and uh-huh. enter. <laughs> pee. I just, just pee. Pee, enter. <laughs> it just shows up. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. Really? Oh, right yeah, pee? it's like that. Oh, okay, that's so interesting. I'm like, you know what? I'm actually so much more respectful of myself. I don't need this. Anymore. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! So it's like a. I'm actually. You get like a semi, and you're like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You you like you get a semi. You're like I feel alive. I feel alive. I feel it. It and it happens. When my brain needs some sort of dopamine, like I, I personally, yeah, when you feel like, when you feel like low, when yeah, you feel like feeling, I need something, you feel so low, you're like, I need anything to pick me up, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what is it like again? But for the most part, I don't, you know, for the most part, I, I, I have respect for myself. I'm like, you know what? If a nine year old version of myself was to look at an older version of myself, a 31 year old version of myself, I'd be like. Do you really want to watch other people fuck? And so like, like this is like you, baby you talking to you. Baby you. me, baby me talking to older me and be well, like, yeah, you, mean, like- you really need to see other people fuck in order for you to nut all over yourself. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, like, <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? And I'm like, you know what? You're right, man. You're fucking right. Nine year old self, I'm gonna prove you right. I'm gonna go and do a YouTube video that nobody's gonna watch. Yeah, right. Fucking now. <laughs> <laughs> so I go As here we are <laughs> Get naked boy <laughs> So I go and do YouTube Yo that is wild way. man I I, uh, I I You know like uh, I, I remember talking to you about this um, 
like I, I, I like I'm not hard like I used to be, you know. But that's the cigarettes, bro. I'm telling you right now, it's the cigarettes and the alcohol. How much do you drink a lot? Yeah, I like, mean, like every day, like, like like not like this every day, but like a beer every day. Oh, okay, well, that has a lot to do with it. Is is uh is uh, your significant other complaining about it or? No, no, not really. No. I mean. No, that's that's the thing. Maybe I'm like less driven, but like when she when she wants it, she gets it. You know, so yeah. When she wants it, she gets it. But I'm like not like actively you're not like raw as you oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, yeah. Try. Give me advice. Tell me something to okay. change about my life. Honestly, I know you. You're not gonna ever do this, but exercise, not drinking, and not smoking cigarettes. That's disgusting. It's, I know it That's sounds disgusting. horrible. It sounds like a horrible That's thing a to do. That's a disgusting thing to say. But um, That's a disgusting thing to say. Get the bro, fuck out of here. Bro, every time I pay attention to my exercise and what I'm eating and whatever, I wake up with the like crazy hard-ons. And I'm just like, yo, bro, it's so unfortunate that there's no girl that sees the value of a Persian Canadian who's trying to make it as a Persian YouTuber. king. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like how come you've been single for so long? I honestly, I recently admitted to myself. You're gay. No. <laughs> that um, I had so much internal. Um, Orgasms. <laughs> no, so much internal issues that I had to mm. get over. I didn't realize how insecure I was. I didn't realize how much of uh, self-esteem issues I had. I didn't realize how much um, self-sabotage I was doing. By self-sabotage, you mean what? Um, I would mean like I would have like dime pieces that were like extremely down for me uh -huh. and I would find a way to fuck it up. How? Um, I think subconsciously, I didn't realize um, I had low self-esteem, so I thought I was a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. So uh, you'd like, cry in their arms. No, you'd cry no, in their arms. Not night? not necessarily, but um, I would just find a way to fuck it up, just because my subconscious was like, "Yo, you're a piece of shit, bro. You don't deserve a dime piece, bro. Get the fuck out of here." And like, but like uh, fucking up, you mean what? Like not answering a call? Like not answering her anymore? Um, that or like, like um, overreacting emotionally. Like be, being, being, being a, a bitch, a, being a bitch because like being obsessive little bitch because like uh, she laughed at my jokes and she liked me so I was like becoming obsessive and like uh. we're not even in a relationship. Ah, okay. <laughs> like, so yeah, this like, kinda... like like stupid shit like that. You uh. know? And and I had a lot of dying. So peace. you're saying that like even before being in a relationship, you would call it off because, I mean like. I was I was too sensitive. Yeah, too sensitive. I was too sensitive because I didn't realize what was going on internally. So like So like so like when she wouldn't laugh at a joke it would make you mad? No, no, not necessarily that, but like I've I would like overreact to things on an emotional level and like flip out when it was completely unnecessary. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know trust I mean? been there. And I realized it was because I have a, I had so much internal issues I didn't address. Uh -huh. You know, I just didn't address the fact that like like a ma like men do don't address shit. Yeah, I didn't address. Shut the fuck up. I didn't address none of my internal issues. I didn't even know like the whole idea about like love yourself, heal, and like that whole shit just hit me like a couple years ago. Like I had no. I uh, still don't think I understand that though. Like. Know yourself, heal. 
Like, I mean, like, 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 like the, the idea of heal yourself sounds so feminine. So it's, no, but it's not it feminine. sounds like a girl. But not, how do you how do you heal yourself? Forgive yourself? No, because love yourself. The thing is, you have to you have to realize where your pain stems from. It stems from your childhood. Okay, what happened in childhood? Okay, uh, my dad didn't want to come watch me kick a soccer ball uh, when I was playing soccer, and it meant so much to me. You know, like. Okay, I feel like I'm not seen. Okay, mm. what makes you feel like you're not seen? Um, like, and then you're like, oh, okay, like I have to validate myself mm. to a uh, woman because my parents didn't watch me watch, they didn't want to watch me perform. And then you're like, oh, fuck. And then you're like trying to validate yourself, and the girl's like, what the fuck? Like, this guy's trying to validate himself mm -hmm. or he's trying to date me? Like, I, I, don't get I, it. I feel like, uh, like the from what I get from the, like your YouTube videos is like a very like strong sense of like comfort and like just like for who you are, you know. Like I, I feel that like when I see your videos, I'm like that's that's good to hear. But um, like these like it feels like the, like these like uh, girls are lining up to get interviewed. By that's you. crazy. Okay, no, okay, but the interview thing is different. But before that, I actually sucked at YouTube. I feel like. Um, yeah, I remember. I've been following you since your like like day one, you know. So like I, I like I know the shit that you didn't like. Yeah, I know. Like I know why you didn't like it because it was too rehearsed, too rehearsed, scripted, and everything. I didn't like and it. that's like that's like a way of like hiding something from yourself and from your viewers, you know. Like yeah. it's like not I, true. I, like I feel like you just need to be like transparent and like uh, hopefully people understand. And if they don't, well, like uh, fuck them. They, they, they fuck them. And worst case, uh, get a job, loser. So yeah, um, yeah. All this to say that um, I learned a lot about myself, and I realized that um, I guess I guess my ego was um, my ego was protecting me of the pain that I would feel if I was to look internally mm -hmm. into what was uh, wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, so my ego did a good job. But on an emotional level, I felt mm -hmm. because I didn't realize that um, there was shit I wasn't dealing with, you know? Yeah, yeah, And uh, like, yeah. it sounds like some whack-ass shit for a guy to go through. But like, because girls encourage each other to like heal and to take time off from seeing boys. Girls have a whole system, a whole ecosystem of like how to nurture their feelings. Yeah. But guys, we don't know how to deal with that yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, girls yeah. would be like, okay, Stephanie, it's time for you to, you know, heal. Like as a guy, you don't know that shit. You just get drunk and you pop a molly and you go to the club <laughs> and you try to fucking, you try, <laughs> you try to figure shit out like that. You know, that's how guys deal with shit. <laughs> You don't heal as a guy. Are you kidding me, bro? You fucking drown. You, you drown, drown it out. <laughs> Yo, you listen to some weekend and you fucking take whatever <laughs> drugs you can get your hands on and you go back in there, boy. You go back in there. And you show that bitch who you are. Yeah. So there's no... There's no... Time for healing. There's no time for taking a step back as mm -hmm. a guy because... Yo, being in your feeling is the wackest shit as a guy. It's a, it's like, I know girls say, oh, I love a guy who's emotional. Mm -hmm. and like They don't like that. They though. don't. They fucking no, they hate that shit, yeah, bro. Yeah. They fucking, like, it's crazy how girls, like, actually hate that. If a girl's attracted to you and you start expressing yourself on an emotional level, uh. I've never seen a girl, like, 
turn off like so fast. <laughs> like it's crazy, bro. It's well, just that's so because you talk about your problems after the first date. No, not necessarily, bro. Like it's like even like girls that like know you or like whatever, or, like like I don't know what it is. The girls are repulsed by a guy being emotional. I, I feel that. I don't know. Maybe it's just my experience. Maybe I've came across only toxic girls because I'm attracted to toxic shit. Because I feel like... I because feel like, I'm toxic. Like, but I, I understand know. what you're saying. It's like, let's say like I, I were to be like, hey, listen, um, I just feel like this because of what you did and I'd like to not feel that way again. And she'd be like... <laughs> It is a joke. Okay, but you know, like, but, but, but like, I feel uh-huh. I, I feel like you could build rapport better with a, like a girlfriend. Yeah, sure. I've been I've been dating for like a, for like six you years. Be, you've been in a relationship Five for years, a very fucking years. long time. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. could be you could tell your girl I'm sad. You could say that. Yeah, and get away with it. Yeah, you know. Whereas like a guy who's just seeing a girl for a couple it's of true, weeks. It's true, bro. Forget about that. If you're just no. dating, you're like... There's no way. No, there's no... Yo, you have to be so like almost emotionless. But also, but also, like, but- like it, it sounds horrible public on video, but guys know exactly what I'm talking about, bro. Like you almost have to be... You have to be somewhat emotionless at the beginning stages of seeing a girl. Like it I sounds like, horrible. Yeah, when yeah, you but say would you say the same thing true. for a, as a, for a man? Like for a for a, I mean for a woman. Like if a woman is emotional, would you? I've had girls like legit after the first sex be like, okay, but can we be inc- yeah exclusive? Can we be exclusive? Can we just see each other and break it down, break it down? Like be like, and like, and you're like, you know, I can't have mommy issues. I don't even know what mommy issues are. Like, what, how would a guy behave who has mommy issues? But I over the over dependent, super uh, uh, affection needy, oh, okay. uh, the need to please. Hmm. All this to say that, like, with girls like that, I'm just like, yo, can we just like chill out and like see what where things go? Uh, I'm actually like trying to be understanding of her mm-hmm. situation. And um, because you're a good guy, because I'm a good guy, and even that over time seems to fall apart. The good guy, the good guy, just being like, Yo, let's hear you out. Like, like, okay, you want uh, us to be exclusive because we just uh had intercourse without a condom. I can see, <laughs> I can see why you're concerned about us being exclusive. Yeah, um, I'm willing to, you know. Have you, uh, yeah, have you signed a contract? Have you signed a contract? Or I'm like being transparent? I've tried to be. Tr- I've cold, tried to be open minded. A, a rock, a cold <laughs> rock. I've tried to be open minded to this whole situation. Let's uh, let's look let's into this. Let's have my people. Let's talk look into to this. Your people. Let's look into this. And even the girl that I was open like that with, it ended up falling apart after a few more dates. I don't know if that's the exact uh, thing that made it fall apart. It probably isn't. Okay. What What made it fall apart is probably like. You, you know, or her, you, probably you. I, I like to think that as of recently, the situation happened as of somewhat recently. I like to think that um, uh, she was toxic, but I, I could be wrong. What I, makes you think she was toxic? Because I noticed her looking to create problems uh, when things were going smooth. Cherche les problèmes. Yeah, so, problems. So, so things were going right. And we're hooking up and everything's good and everything. And then she's like, um, how come, how come you don't text me? Um, um, like, yeah, how come you don't text me? 
and um, and and, and I can understand why that's a problem. Okay, but 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 hold up, listen to this. The first like week we started seeing each other, she's like, um, by the way, I'm horrible at texting. I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm horrible at texting oh, too. Shit. I'm not used to like reporting to someone after a couple of days and uh, or even I feel day. blessed you answered me like, uh, these past few days oh yeah you do yeah I, I, I not really but for the viewer I yeah say for that. the viewer okay because so, he's super important <laughs> so all this to say she's like why having me having you be texting me I'm like um, I'm not used to reporting to anyone I've been doing me for so long I'm, you sound I'm, like a Drake lyric do I I'm doing me I'm doing me. I'm doing me. So why do you, you don't have to say it three times? <laughs> Anyways, so I'm like, yeah, that's that. She, and I'm like, I'm bad at texting. She's like, you know what? I'm bad at texting too. That's like, let's say week one. Week two, uh, we start sexting. Like she's like, yo, talk to What's me. What's sexting like? Um, I think it's like talk to me dirty. Like tell me what you want to do to me if mm. you were with me. Like how far did you go sexting? Like what's the like, furthest you've been sexting? Um, well, you talk about like things you would want to do with a girl sexually. No, I know, but text. like, what was the far, furthest you've been? Like, what we have you like? What's the oh, like, like the, just the most like heated like, uh, sex thing? Like, like sending it, like she'd send me a picture of like her top and be like, yo, like, what, like, how would you like have intercourse with me? And then you write it down, bro, and you send it, and she's like, okay, like, like what did you say? Like, I'll put, I'll put the top down, put my face between your titties. Yeah, you say some fuck crazy shit because your dick is hard, bro. Yeah, <laughs> your dick crazy. is hard, and she's and you don't want to say it right now because your dick is soft. Nah, my dick is soft right yeah. now. So I have. But no, if your dick was a little bit hard, you'd like probably I, say it. I'd probably say it. You'd probably say like, I want to squeeze my head between your your titties, and I, I have you sit on my shit. face. Yeah, you, just yeah, sit you, on my face. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. see where it takes she, us. Exactly. You say, I'm, I'm the magic carpet. You just put yourself comfortable and put yourself on me and I'll make you fly. Yeah? You say all kinds of wild shit. Yeah. And then... Because um, your dick hard. Because your dick's hard, so yeah. you say some stupid shit. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, next thing you know, the week after, she's like... Um, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you don't, don't talk to me. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> she's like, she's like you, you don't text me enough. I'm like, okay, let me call you. I call her. And then this girl, this girl, okay, which is crazy funny about her. She's like, you, you know, I'm still living with my ex-boyfriend. I can't pick up the phone while I'm living with my ex-boyfriend. So she was. She says that to you. Yeah. So she was offboarding another man's them while she was onboarding me. So she was in the last Fuck month. Fucking running a pirate ship. Bro, she was at the last month of uh, a relationship and she was legit. She Getting, getting out of a relationship. Bro, these girls are fucking productive, man. They're, 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 they're productive. They're on top of their shit. She, she probably had a secretary. She probably had a secretary be like, yo, make sure that when Sam calls, like, you'll put him on hold. <laughs> yo, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these. Sexting from Sam online, too. Sexting from Sam online, too. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if some of these girls hire a VA and be like, yo, there's too many guys on rotation. What's a VA there? A uh, virtual assistant. Uh, like, like you can hire those online or that they answer stuff and like answer emails. But anyways, that's just a joke. Anyways. That was good. So, so I call her and she's like, oh, yo, like I'm obviously with the men's them. I can't answer the phone. And then uh, I'm like, all right. So we text a bit more and then she ghosts me. 
at my last text I sent her. Because now at this point, just so everybody understands, you know that she's with her man now. You she's, know this. I know she's with the man's them, but the 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 lease of the apartment is ending that month, and she's about to bounce to go live with uh, whatever her parents, whatever. So I'm like, all right. So we have a back and forth text, and then my last text, she doesn't answer. And then, anyways, whatever. I go do my thing. A few days later, I look back on my phone. I'm like, yo, shoot, bro, this girl hasn't she hasn't answered me. Like, um, I was somewhat willing to accept her sticky situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you um, think she would have accepted your, let's say you put her in that same situation. Do you think she would have done the same for you? I think, I think, yeah, there's definitely some girls that would accept that. Yeah, for sure. G- g- girls like the fact that you're fucking other girls. I don't know what it is about it. Girls, girls are, uh, girls are like hyenas. I mean, not really hyenas, but they're like more like uh, prideful no, but I, 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 yeah, I, I know what you mean by hyena because it's like if you're eating meat, they come around you and be like, yo, what's up, bro? What about this? Yo, meat? Yo, yo, show fuck. me that dick, buddy, buddy. Yeah. Like, like hyenas around yeah. you. Like, what the fuck? I'm just yeah. trying to eat. Chill. Yeah. I'm like, yo, show me that dick, boy. Yeah. Boy, don't be a bitch, boy. Show don't be a bitch, dick, boy. Yeah. Show me that dick, yeah, man. Yeah, what yeah. you want to do? Ooh, no. Like, and no, then you're like, I'm no fap. Yeah. I'm no fap. I respect myself. I respect myself right now. I do a podcast. I talk about my situation. So, bro, 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 bro. You, no fap, and what's the other one? I tried retention, but I said retention. But like, and then like, you go interview these girls at night, and like, you don't want you must be like, I can feel the blood rushing through my veins. To to be honest with you, there's probably only one girl that I picked up her number throughout all the interviews, and I probably interviewed like 30 girls. Because what I realized about myself and what I realized about guys that you need to understand is that there is definitely a lot of women who are beautiful, but there's certain f- females that uh, or girls or women that you're attracted to. And how do I make the difference? Is that smell them? You can do that. <laughs> get a good whiff of them. You can get, get get a good whiff, or whenever you feel something in your stomach, that's a, that for me is attraction. If you walk in the streets and you're like, I have to talk to girls who are beautiful, there's just too many of them. Yeah. You're going to drive yourself crazy. You're going to hit your head against the wall for being like, oh my God, I didn't talk to that girl, bro. I'm such a pussy. And you beat yourself up. Mm. When you feel something in your stomach, that's when you should pursue it. In my personal opinion, that's the only time where things go further along the line. Now, with that said... The only time where things go way past beyond the point of no something regret. that's worth even mentioning yeah. is when a girl likes you. When you walk into a room and a girl likes you and you have no idea what the fuck you did, women spend more time with their emotions and they're better at being emotionally intuitive than you are. And they've conceptualized an idea of what it is that they like and uh, once they see that and they they see you and they think that you're the guy you you're that guy they approach you and they they oh they want their you know num- what you know what you know the, the 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 uh the the means justify the the end justifies the means 
You know, like if they want you, they're gonna do anything. Girls, it girls when they like, takes, bro. yeah, girls, bro. girls when they like you. Trust <laughs> me, dog. Trust me, dog. After a show, this girl's like, "San Materis." I'm like, I'm with little Timmy, who's like nine years old, wants me to sign his album. This girl's like, "San Materis." I'm like, "Hey, bitch." Listen, there's little Timmy here. I'm with little Timmy he's right in front now. Of the line. He's been listen. You're time. out of line. Yeah, you're out of line. Yeah, <laughs> little Timmy's out here, been waiting. You think he's gonna fall? Huh? You think he's just? Gonna but yeah, man, I'm telling you, like uh, the, the when, ends justifies the means. When girls like you, they find a way to close you. I think way better than what guys are capable of doing, and um, what I've noticed from my from my own experience. It goes better when the girl just likes you. And it's funny because I read this book. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. Now, it sounds like some fucking masculine toxic energy. The Way of the Superior Man. Yeah. That's toxic as fuck. It sounds toxic as fuck, but there's one lesson out of it. And it says... um, Your balls are your person. Your balls represent who you are and who you'll become. Follow the compass of your testicles. (laughs) No, but um, it said, uh, choose, choose the woman that chooses you. And uh, essentially what the chapter explains is that like um, you as a man have to make yourself attractive by following your, 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 um, your purpose, whatever your purpose is. I feel like I was, I have to create or be somewhat entertaining in front of the camera, not behind the camera. And it's funny because I make my money being behind the camera, not in front of the camera. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, for some option poor in front of the camera for all of you guys so, and girls. I feel like everybody in between. <laughs> I, I, LGBTQ I, community, everybody's <laughs> included. So I, I sincerely believe that I have to like pursue that passion because I have to put my purpose first as, as a man. How do you, what, what do you, yeah, finish what you're saying. Um, anyways. Yeah, the that book, chapter. That chapter is saying that chapter essentially just said uh, chooses the woman that chooses you. Essentially saying that there's going to be a girl that's going to be attracted to you and that's going to love you, and uh, you have to choose cherish the, that. Yeah, yeah, you have to choose the girl that chooses you first. So basically, so there's the like dynamics, no room. There's like no room for the guy to be like, oh, I like this girl, and like I'm a make her mine. Uh, there is that definitely. Obviously, I'm not saying that's that. not a thing anymore. By the way, in society. I, There's no more of that. Like, like oh, I'm gonna find this girl cute. I'm gonna do everything for her because he's a simp. No. Yeah. Now. So like all the good boy shit is gone. The down the drain simp shit now. Yeah. Like honestly, persu- like I can't imagine what you it have would to be, be like. a piece of shit now to get laid. Yeah, you either like not necessarily a piece of shit, but like you have to to not give a fuck. You have to like pursue her while not giving a fuck, which is an art in itself. Uh, but all this to say that like. Yeah, you get, there's just going to be a girl that's just going to like you, bro. Like, you have to put yourself out there and you have to make the best out of yourself. I so, don't want this shit to become a fucking dating advice. It's not, but, but, but the thing is, the thing is, we, we had to talk about, we had to address uh, this whole situation about me interviewing people uh, and then whatnot, you know. But, so. you know, anyways, bro, like, fucking uh, guys, man, if you guys want to get laid, make sure you, uh, like Sam said, uh, make sure you give a fuck, but don't give a fuck, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. But, but it's not <laughs> only that. It's, it's not only that. It's that, like, me, myself, I notice myself, like, spending a lot of time just pursuing whatever the fuck it is I want to do and spending too much time in front of my screen. Yeah. But then, um, 
the message I would have for everybody listening to this is that you're actually more attractive than you think. And what do I mean by that is that um, you spend so much time in your own bubble. Mm -hmm. Like criticizing uh, yourself. Not only that, yeah, that along with like being in front of the computer, doing whatever job you have. Yeah. Is that you forget how attractive you are because you're not meeting anyone. You're just in your bubble. You're in your routine and uh, you're not meeting anyone. And you're not going out of your way to meet anyone. And uh, girls are convinced that they're going to meet guys at, at a baby shower. But unfortunately, no guys get invited to baby showers. The only thing so, that happens at baby showers are forest fires. Forest fires, bro. What were you saying? I was just saying, like, like you're more attractive than you think. Because if you step out and you actually meet people, you're going you're gonna to see that there's a lot of people that are attractive. You're going to realize that the competition is not that fucking great, bro. The competition is not that great. You'll do just fine. Pretend like you care, but then don't care. Text her and then ghost her. It's kind of stupid. It's yeah. kind of fucking stupid, but... Because there's no way to conceptualize it when we're talking on a podcast, but there's so much truth in it, and there's so many guys... 100%, bro. I 100% uh, agree with you. Like, it's about... Acknowledging the attention, but not playing too much into it. You know, it's about, it's about, uh, you know, engaging, but not overstepping. You know, it's all about navigating that it's line. It's about texting, but not double texting. Yeah, watch out. It's just, it's just like, doesn't make any sense. And like, uh, the uh, dating scene is awful. It's the awful, dating scene but is awful. You know why? You know why? Because you can meet someone and have an amazing connection with them. And um, the thing about girls, if she's somewhat slightly pretty, she has like 20 guys in her DMs, bro. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's coming back to what you were saying. Like, if she thinks you're pretty, man, just fucking take her phone, throw it in a ditch, burn it, and delete her past life. All these guys, they need to stop texting right now. How hard is that, bro? How hard is that? How hard is it to feel like you like you are getting into a relationship and you want to look at this woman's DMs, you know? How fucked up is that, bro? I've never been that guy. Like I never like looked to my it's, um, What are you looking phone. for? What are you looking for? My lighter. Yeah, but all this to say that like Girls, they pride themselves off of not being needy. It's like, girl, I know why you're not needy because you have 45 guys in your DMs, okay? Yeah, That's exactly. why you're not needy. And as a guy, you don't get that type of attention online. You know, Yo, bro, you, you don't have... You know how much more successful this podcast would be if we were a bunch of women? If we were two women? If we were two cute baddies, like a cute Jeez. Algerian girl and a cute Yo, Persian to, girl? Yo, let's put a bro, filter. Let's put me? a filter on our bro, face right now. No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We should actually go out and look for a cute Algerian Yo, girl and a let's, cute Persian Yo, let's girl. go outside right now, dog. Yo, you want to be part of my podcast? And like replace this podcast with a Persian cutie and an Algerian cutie, but this thing was finna blow up oh, real wow, quick. Bro. We would get a hundred thousand followers within like just posting a selfie that we're announcing a, a podcast. There's a couple of streamer friends of mine that uh, fucking successful, bro. They're all they're all women. And by friends, I mean they I'm their friend, but they don't know I'm their friend. You know. <laughs> Like, like I just, like we're like you know I follow them you know yeah like I have like a monthly monthly subscription you know to their OnlyFans you know uh, OnlyFans is like only friends you know yeah it's the same thing 
But for fuck's sakes, I feel like I'm trapped in this goddamn garage, man. I feel like I'm stuck here forever. Okay. Uh, bro, I gotta pee again. So, um, this is round three. Sam, talk to me about uh, your research. About like your research as like a because you're like our guest. You're like a sci you're a scientist. Okay, wait. Talk talk to us about your research. I wanted to say something. I wanted to say. Um, We didn't prepare anything for this podcast. Mm. And um, the research I had to do was to dig deep and figure out who I am before I showed up to this mm. podcast, which that in itself, mm. you is could a, argue, is, is a lot a of research. Gigantic task. It's probably a bigger task than to figure out how to split a to atom in half. Yeah. I would argue. I don't know. Or probably a bigger task to how to apply it to Arby's. That too. Um, probably how to figure out how to make money as an artist too. Yeah. I would add that in the mix. Honestly, uh, if you want to make uh, if you want to be a successful artist, just uh, don't make uh, expect not to make money. Honestly, if I could go back to 2018 when I decided to to make the jump and become a full-time content creator, I would uh, Don't say it like that. Why does it sound bad? Say like full-time content creator. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know I I want to make it sound cool, Stay cool yeah. but it fucking sucks dick, bro. Yeah. Like, listen, the only compensation I have from being self-employed is that I, I don't have anybody looking over my shoulder telling me what the fuck to do. And that feeling for me was so haunting that I decided to make the jump. Yeah. Because I hate that shit. Yeah, I hate sure. that feeling of like having somebody over my shoulder being like, yo, did you do that shit I told you to do, boy? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But at the same time... I hate that feeling so but much. But at the same time... Um, I have a lighter. Oh, you, got you like that paycheck, don't you? You know Listen, what I'm saying? Nine to five isn't necessarily like rainbows and sunshine, but <laughs> so is in self-employment. Self-employment, you're on a sky one month because you got contracts. The next month, you're reconsidering your life with a gat in your mouth. But, but, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I don't no, wanna, you're not kidding. Of course not. People <laughs> kill themselves every day, man. It is fucked up. And, um... It's crazy because that shit doesn't appear on your newsfeed, bro. So you keep scrolling like, haha, it's funny because like I had dinner at this place and this other person had dinner at this place. So it means we're both cool. So you're convinced that that's what life is all about. <laughs> But there's people fucking, you know. Dying out here. Dying, dying out here. Yeah. Putting an end to their life because yeah. your life ain't that pretty, man. Yeah, life ain't and, that pretty. And they can't make it look good on Instagram either. Hell no. So the truth be heard, truth be heard, okay. Mm truth be heard is that I think that the whole society is somewhat um, naive. Yeah, I think um, the best source of information is probably from two guys in their garage. Right I now. think so too. If honestly, if I think honestly, if I were to make a decision between CNN and us, I would and pick us. the Pool Boy Show, I would definitely no, say the Pool Boy Show. Let's be honest. CNN tries to persuade you into thinking a certain way we're showing you we're showing you uh, that we we're, we are so I don't we're know so, if we're different we're, are we different? I feel like we're like everybody else but everybody else is afraid to put themselves out there but we're the only ones that have the balls to do it yeah exactly we're uh, we're basically the um, the bouc emissaire the uh, the 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 uh, the, uh, the martyrs You know, we're out here like Jesus. Yeah, yeah, but the, that's the thing. Is like, are we are we really willing to do, to die for 
being ourselves. You know what I mean? Like that's how I think. It's think crazy about that it. you would say that expressing your opinion is equivalent to death. Because in a way it is, it's like if, if this podcast doesn't pop and it's just like, it's out there in the public and it's like, what if your music thing doesn't work out and my content creating thing doesn't work out? And next thing you know, we're looking for a job. We're like, yo, you know what, bro? I got to pay the bill somehow. You know, I got to pay the bill somehow. I'm looking for a job. Oh, guess what? You did a podcast where you fully expressed yourself and you were yourself and, and you're us, hired. Us at the office, we definitely don't fully express who we are. So we put somewhat of a filter in front of the persons we are because we trust in a filtered version of ourselves more than we trust in the actual person you are. You talk about sex. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? You talk about the thing I do every night before I go to bed. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? But Matt? the thing is that we're out here talking about sex and uh there there's uh people uh you know having sex with kids with like billions of dollars in their pocket, you know? Like that Epstein shit, bro, that shit's real. Like people like when you have that much money, like people go and they don't do sex no more, but they do twisted shit. You know? So I don't think it's that shameful to be out here looking for sex. You know, being being looking out, looking for sex, and being a man or being a woman is part of being a human. But uh, don't forget, bro, Jeffrey Epstein. You know, no, but that guy and us is completely two separate things. Like that guy was flying over billionaires and the presidents in order to fuck underage girls, which is something in itself. That's, that's why, a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Listen, man, we don't have that type of money. Okay? We don't have or, that. Or, or that type of interest, <laughs> to be honest with you. That type of, that type of fucking dream. And um, yeah, bro, if we're guilty of being human, then, you know, I stand by being a human. It is what it is. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Bobby Show. All right, what do we have? Breaks. What else do we have to talk about here? I couldn't care less. Yo, listen to this, okay? Yukon. You know Yukon? North, uh, North, North, uh, Yukon is, territories? Uh, is that what you're talking to the, me about? Yeah, the Northern Territories. You know, uh, Yukon is, uh, is that American or Canadian? It's Canadian, huh? Then what? What? Uh, Alaska's uh, American. Alaska's American. Yukon uh, has the highest rate per capita of overdoses. I'd fucking probably overdose, overdose too, bro. If like 20, 20 hours out of the twenty four hours you're living in a fucking place that it goes night, bro. The vapor creeps in. I'm already already depressive. Yeah, I'm already on cocaine. But listen, fifty two people. Since 2016, died of fentanyl in Yukon. 52. But and uh, listen, 52. And that's the highest per capita. How little people are there in Yukon? If 52 people since 2016 is the highest per capita, how many non existing people are there in Yukon? It's probably not that much. There's probably like 200 people that live in Yukon. Obviously, there's probably like 10,000 at least, I would say. At least 10,000. Can we look it up? Let's look it up right now. How many people in Yukon? Siri, how many people live in Yukon?
42,052 people in Yukon. That's wild. That's wild. Fifty-two people in Yukon. I feel you go to one house party, you've met everybody there. Yeah, probably forty-two thousand. I probably met what like Concordia. There was what like thirty thousand people at Concordia. Just like Concordia. that's like a whole city. You could probably fit like the whole population of Yukon on one subway. Probably not, but yeah, like, probably yeah. But y'all has. 1.2 billion people, I believe. Siri, what's the population of Canada? But, say Montreal. Siri, what's the population of Montreal? What put it? So... Like, holy shit. Okay, what's the population of uh, Verdun? Siri, what's the population of Verdun? Oh, Valdor. Siri, what's the population of Verdun? There's more people at Verdun than there is in fucking... Oh, that's crazy. And that's in 2016. That's like, what, 69,000? That's probably like 100,000 now because of the housing crisis. Yeah. But like, bro, Yukon, man, you could fit that shit on one subway station, bro. You could fit that shit in the whole subway system, probably. You could probably fit that shit on the McDonald's on St. Catharines. <laughs> Something like that. Like, like the, the McDonald's on St. Catharines would be the most bumpy thing in Yukon. <laughs> It'd be like, holy shit, what's going on here? Plus, bro, Yukon is the, like, they're not allowed to sell alcohol there. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's like a, like, I think. Siri, can you drink alcohol in Yukon? Okay, you could drink alcohol there, I think. Yeah, and the capital of Yukon is called White Horse. That's fucking like the most epic name of a city ever. White Horse, bro. That sounds like some Lord of the Rings shit. It does, but it probably feels like that already down there. Yeah, like, for sure. I think there's no other feeling that you would want to have. Isn't there like a city called like Red Alert or some shit? Like a fucking... Uh... I think when you're out there, you feel like a fucking Lord of the Rings motherfucker. For sure. Because you're like killing shit to like survive. And you're like... Yo, if this girl doesn't like me, I'm fucked. <laughs> no, okay, okay, Where know. am I? If if this girl doesn't like me, there's literally no other girl I have to fuck my sister. Or I'm fuck my mom. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck my mom. You don't you don't believe me? I'm gonna no, fuck my mom. No, no, no. You're like, you know what? Like, this girl has to love me. Yo, I'll fuck the shit out of my mom. You legit have to hire a photographer, the only photographer in town. There's one photographer in town. Who's actually your mom as well. Okay, but she takes really nice pictures of yeah, you. Yeah, she's the best. Yeah. She posts the most fly-ass pictures of you, so your yeah. ground is somewhat popping. You have like at least 500 followers. At least 500 friends, yeah. 500 followers, and you know what? You're actually the first guy in UConn to post a video of yourself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then you start... Because you're the first guy with iPhone 13. 
you're the first guy with iPhone 13 and guess what? You're the first 4K. guy. 4K. Yeah. Shooting in 4K. You're the first guy who posts a podcast, dude. You're like, you know what? This is the only way I can get. I feel this podcast should have been recorded in the Yukon so we could at least have four, like a like a solid fan base. I feel like if we started this podcast at Yukon, we would have a stronger follow base than we do in Montreal. Montreal. <laughs> because the thing about, I don't know, maybe it's just a depression and I, maybe I'm just creating this out of my own experiences and I'm projecting here. But I do feel like the city revolves or is gravitated towards uh, more proper behaviors that the behaviors that we've expressed don't say proper just say fucking censored pc spewed up bullshit like if i was to sit here and tell you about my marketing plan it would probably work better but maybe not man maybe not maybe i'm wrong man i hope i'm wrong i I think like you'd be surprised by how i i i feel like there's definitely it is a under um not underlying but there's definitely is a huge amount of people who feel how we feel, but how willing are they to express it and to make it public? Make it public, you know? Like, not everybody is willing to do what me and you are willing to do. Mm-hmm. And the only willing, the only reason why um, we're willing to do what we do is because we're not employed by anybody. It's because we have nothing to lose. We have legit nothing to use lose. That's why this has to work. Mm-hmm. This has to work because this has I, to work. Like we're so again, people at home, follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Patreon. We need your support. We need your love. And uh, this is a pilot episode, so expect things to get bigger, better, and better from here. You know what I'm saying? This has been the Pool Boy Show. I think we're done. I think we're done for tonight. No. What do you want? You want to keep going? I almost felt like kept keep going, but I think I'm losing my sense of of uh, uh, being able to speak. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I say we just <laughs> cut. I say we just cut this episode right here, and then we just like uh, yo, let's check the footage out. See if we're gonna let's release wrap it. it up. Let's wrap and it up. if it's if it's not releasable, then we still gonna release it on Patreon. Thank you so much. You've been. An amazing audience, guys. If you actually watch it, watch this. The, if you actually watch this whole thing, I sincerely commend you. No, I sincerely appreciate you. I really do. Like, we decided to do this out of nowhere. Um, Adele reached out to me. He's like, "Yo, let's do a podcast," and I'm like, "Yo, you know what? Let's fucking do it." I was not in the best place of my life when I decided to do this. And I mean, he's still not. He's still I'm a still wreck. Not. He's a wreck. I'm a fucking wreck, as yeah, you can yeah, see yeah, on course. camera. You can see it. Yeah. Um, however, um, we did it. He's trying to get we better. We're trying to get better. We're, we're trying to get better, and I promise that we will get better, and we will provide with more uh, informative and entertaining and value giving content. Co- content. Content is king. It might be trash, but at least uh, it's us. So again, thank you very much. We're, we're, we're actually going to work out something when Adele do, does it it doesn't sound that great but I, I know in my heart that he's going to find something great to find a jingle it's going to be cool it's going to be cool it's, it's going to be super dope Clive's going to do it is Clive going to do it yeah Clive's going to do it let's record it right now we're going to end the show we're going to end the show right now and uh, we're going to go record the jingle of this yeah. episode All right, ciao. Peace.